What's up, fellow gamers? Hello, everyone. I'm Matt, aka Legion X, and welcome to the first episode of the month of movies here on The Gap. I'm your host. With me, I have my co-host Shane, aka the Bearded One. How are you doing today, Shane? Y'all ever seen a movie before? No. What is a what is a uh, movie? If you <laughs> I don't know. Me. I feel I I think I heard somewhere it's like moving pictures or something. Sounds crazy, I know, but I was gonna imagine a a, pic, a picture moving. Ha! I know it's pff, blasphemy, witchcraft, witchcraft and <laughs> the brain cell is strikes yeah. again. With me, I have called my co-host Spencer. How are you doing today, Spencer? I mean, I've only seen two movies in my entire life. Uh, that, of course, being th The Great Train Heist and uh, The Cabinet, uh, th The Mysterious Cabinet of Dr. Cagliostro. Um, so I don't know what these new things are, but apparently they have sound as well now and like, like, like dialogue. Bro, they have the sound files in there. The Ponogram. <laughs> I could not believe that they fit an entire phonograph in inside the movie. Inside of my USB device. It in is inside of it. Wow. It is inside wow. of it. A, a phonograph for you and you only. Portable. How many how many numbers are on that USB device, Matt? Is it one? Two? And possibly maybe three. <gasps> Is it 512 kilobytes? Is it a modem? Well, let's be real. In it's the year of our Lord 2022, that's all the space you really, really need. That's, that's really all the space you need. Hey, remember, always make sure to compress your audio files. Otherwise, you'll be like Titanfall 2 and have a 50 gigabyte patch because they're all audio files that were uncompressed. And also remember, comp compression makes things sound way better. It yeah. does. <laughs> yeah, and if, and if you don't compress your audio files, <laughs> you're going to have a bad time. You're going to get like, sued. <laughs> just like this podcast. Wanna, want it to sound better? Minimize it. Put it in your pocket. It's going to sound great. Run it at 144p. <laughs> Listen to it on your AirPods. As you <laughs> listen to it off your AirPods, put your AirPods in your pocket and the case in your ears to get the best sound experience. Drive to my house with a gun to my head and force <laughs> me to record this podcast. Oh no, who's that behind Spencer? It's me, uh -oh. and I've got the Glock. Say your it's lines, true. Spencer. I mean, man. What do you have planned for us this time, Matthew, my best friend, and Shane, my other best friend? Well, I'm glad you asked, Spencer, my best friend, as well as Shane, my other best friend. Uh, I mean, um, we have a wonderful show planned for y'all today. Uh, we have, obviously, a lot of simulcasts. The new season has started, um, and so we got stuff to talk about there. We have pubs. We have uh, a decent amount of news, as well as our first featured movie on the podcast um which is uh makoto shinkai's weathering with you as chosen by shane this is shane's choice for movie month um uh so look forward to that so i think we're actually ready to get started 
with simulcasts, honestly. I think we can just jump right into that. Because um, we have a lot to talk about. The new season has started up. At this point, some we're far enough in the season that some episodes are already on episode two. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Some shows are already on episode two. So we're pretty fucking far into this. Um... But right now, uh, we have a lot to talk. We have a lot of shows to talk about. So let's just start. I'm going to start with Shane. What have you seen this season, and what do you want to talk about specifically? We're all, we're all friends. We're all friends. Be cool. Be 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 fucking cool. Okay. Uh, fall season starting off with a bang, bro. Like <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's a strong. It's a strong fucking season. Um, there's a lot of stuff here, um, because uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff here now. For clarifying, not not obviously not everything has a premiered yet, but I'm curious, Shane. What do you like? What shows in particular are you watching this season? Uh, out of in, all the shit, in terms of the stuff I have at this point currently watched, I'm gonna go through most of these pretty quickly because it's mostly sequels. So. <laughs> And we're we're all going to be talking about mostly the same shit, so we can rapid fire this pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. My Hero season six, it's more My Hero. Mm-hmm. It's back. Um, they didn't start with a recap this time, which was that's, actually really shocking to me. That's why I was um, going to say would... one of the one of the big things this season. No recap episode, which is great. They're getting right into the thick of it right off the bat. I appreciate that. Also, this season's OP in particular fucking banger i love the comic book style of the op Mm -hmm. i love how it looks like a american comic book i love the whole like the automatopoeia in the op itself uh the song is what we call a certified hood classic Um, super beaver man yeah just just fantastic shit um also miracle they did her fight justice justice yep yep they did not Um, do her dirty yeah, they did an excellent job adapting her fight. Um, which you know what gets me very excited for the for the sheer amount of hype that's in this arc. Uh, can't so, can't like, wait I'm, for like the back end of this arc where all shit breaks loose. Are you ready for the shit with twice? <laughs> that's next episode, actually. Pain. I forgot. No pain. Wait, so yeah. So like, I I forget that always happened. That happens early on. It happens really early in the arc. Yeah. Um. So I'm very excited though. Um. It's very good. Uh. Spencer, have you did you watch the premiere of My Hero or? Uh. No, because I I watched My Hero dubbed. Well, uh, don't worry. The dub you, starts next on the fifteenth. Yeah. Okay. 15th. Then in that case, I will talk about My Hero. Uh. Once we get to it. I will talk to, about the My Hero anime once I get to the dub starting uh, yeah. next week. It is very, um, very, very... Yeah, but yeah, you, you will not be disappointed. They do an excellent job with it. Um, this is the war arc? War arc. Yes. Okay, so we're basically... Mirko getting... versus Nomu is the first episode, so... Okay, so they're getting caught up then. They're they're catching up to where we are. Well, like, the war arc's gonna take, like, at least a core and a half, so, like... Oh, definitely, you, yeah. No, gonna it's gonna be there a while. <laughs> yeah, I think they're, it's, gonna, it's, they're probably going to end the season probably near the end of uh deku's vigilante arc most likely i you know what i think it's going to end at this is my just my wild guess i think it would it i my hero never ends where i want it to so yeah it's so so definitely uh take this with like the utmost grain of salt but i think i would love if the season ended with uh 
all of class 1A and Deku like reuniting with Deku and that whole bit with them. I think that would be a great season finisher. Me too. Uh, actually, I think that's the perfect because it would be a perfect culmination of the entire arc of the season from the war arc to then. It would be a great like season cap and it would lead straight into a season seven which would very likely be the the final season um we'll see uh, how much longer the mom she did say in a recent uh once we'll talk uh in uh the most recent most recent author's notes that uh he said it would be done within a year and it's been 10 months so he's very it's very likely going to go a lot longer than a year uh apparently maybe upwards of another full year until it's done yeah so, so we'll we'll see yeah, so we got a, we still got quite a bit left to go. Uh, so, uh, Shane, what else have you watched? Spy Family, more Spy Family. There's particularly not much to talk about here because it's a very low key premiere for the second core. But yeah. Dog E, Do- yeah, they they get a dog. They have they a dog. dog. Sick. They they get a dog, and uh, I don't have much to say about this either because this is literally the first it's still it's just the second core of the first season like second verse same as the first nothing but family yes uh spy family also a show i watched dubbed so i'll be waiting for the dub for that op absolutely whips by the way one of my favorites of the season Mm, bump Uh, of chicken Mm. bump of chicken officially goaded to you that explains it a lot yo Um, actually come to think of it bump of chicken uh we'll talk about alley fucking um union square garden has an OP. Super Beaver yeah. does one. Like, it's a good season for OP. Was, was, was Union Square's OP for Blue Lock? Blue Lock. Blue Lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Okay. Uh, Shane, what else have you watched? Papa Tepepiku. Papa Tepepiku. Papa Tepepiku. It is back. Uh, it is. It is. It is. Team epic. It is more pop team. It's as insane as it always has. Literally the 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 brainchild of literal insane human beings. Mm-hmm. And also, it uh, it upholds the tradition of being extremely hit or miss with its comedy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. There's a couple of jokes where I'm like, eh, but there's like, a bunch of jokes where I'm like, okay, this is really funny. And there's some jokes where I'm like, this works really well in Japan, doesn't really work well over in the West. I love the but fact that it opens with a toku thing, though. I it think opens that's amazing. With that a toku, was, that which, was dope. <laughs> it opens with a toku, and the second episode ends with a anti-capitalist Gundam. Yeah, it ends with an anti-capitalist like Gundam short done by Sunrise themselves and directed by the brainchild of Bubblegum Crisis, which I think is what? Like also also upholding the tradition of Pop Team Epic going ridiculously hard for zero reason. Yeah, zero reason. Also, uh, that entire the director of that segment has actually worked on Pop Team Epic before. He did the Mecha stuff from the first special from the first season. Oh, okay. Uh, um, so he's worked on Pop Team Epic before, but I, I love think... the fact that they got. Su- I love that Sunrise themselves did that segment. I think that's so funny. I think it's it, like the the irony. The the clear they're clearly taking the piss out of Sunrise. They're making fun of them. Dude, like King, fucking King Record themselves, the company that 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 owns Pop Team took the piss. My favorite line after Pippimi is supposedly beaten is King Recordo going, "Haha, I'm going to commit a uh, I'm going to create a committee and then I'm going to subcontract and then more subcontracting. It's like, 
<laughs> we're we're <laughs> stealing your budget to put into our super mega shit cannon. Yeah, my shitty laser piss. <laughs> shitty manga piss. I love the fact oh, the so fact sad. that I'm pretty sure it's called like like giant McCool guy, I think is the name of the mech. Or something along It's, it's something just, stupid it, along those lines. It's something really dumb. I actually think my favorite fucking gag from the season so far is the whole B-side bit. That's what I was oh going to say. B-side is my favorite I, recurring bit right now. B-side... <laughs> if B-side took over for Japon Mignon, I'd be fine with it. I still want... We got Pop Team cooking back this episode. I'm so oh my happy god, that cooking bit was so good. <laughs> We're going to be doing darkness cooking. Darkness what? 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 Yeah, what? so... Yeah, so here it is. Oh, oh what, what, are, what are the ingredients you... we need? It is done, and then just the look of horror upon horror. the woman's face. Uh, no, just it's so it's just pop team, and I'm so happy that they didn't change. Mm-hmm. Like, like some reviewers were like, uh, it, I mean, it's good, but it's just pop team. I'm like, yeah, pop team should not have to change. I'm just happy we get more pop team. I think I, it's, a, I'm, one of my favorite bits is now the differences between the uh, the male and female are actually more pronounced. Like they're allowing them to to riff a bit more. Like um, in the first episode where they have the uh, the um, press conference where they're apologizing for how shitty it is, and the female side is like all nice and polite, except for you know the joke. And the male side has the guy um, hey, apologizing. Eat shit. Eat shit. And it's fuck just you. fuck you, fuck you, eat shit. And then just it cuts, and that's the that's what makes Pop Team great. Is it doesn't I feel like, doesn't I feel like they the saw brain. the pos- They must have saw the positive response to like the Marilyn Monroe bit from the first season. Oh, and, like, Marilyn Monroe. Because I know that bit was entirely improvised by the actors who just decided to just say random crap. My, oh, my one question I have before we move on from Pop Team. Will we see Hellshake Yana return? Please! I mean, Please! I mean, did you watch the end of the episode where they have the um the voice actors like just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hellshake Yano does show up in a thought bubble. And oh, I'm just saying... Fuck, I must have missed that. Hell shake Yano is coming back, boys, and I'm calling so, it because that's oh, still that's God. my like my favorite sketch from the first season. I lost it. Like, I th- I still think I I I want to I want to see them do it again because I think what did it's you think of what did you think of the uh, Bob Team epic from this episode? The fucking master of the laggy arts and the meteor. I thought it was better than last week's, where it was just. Uh, Papu rolling out of the mirror and just being like yes. rock <laughs> rock Bob team epic is usually one of the more hit or miss sections for me in the first season as well so like I so same 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 as the second same first same as the first uh yeah it's Bob team and it's really good Shane what else are you watching golden Kamui golden Kamui is Golden Kamui. I, I don't think there's a lot to say about this that we haven't already said, to be honest, other than it's so, really good. So, if, if fans of the podcast, followers over the years, will know that when Golden Kamui comes back, I spring to life. Much like the ANN reviewer said, 
Golden Conway has returned, and with it, my will to live. And I don't think I've ever heard a more relatable line. Yo, he's just like me, for real, for real. Accurate. Accurate. This episode's really good. Not a lot to say about it, because it's definitely uh, kind of a setup episode in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, but um, it's Golden Conway, and Golden Conway is what we call Kino. This is also the first episode with the new uh, staff and the new... Uh, yeah. And the new production team. As we know, uh, Golden Conway no longer has Geno Studio working on it. It has swept over to Brainspace, as well as a brand new director under Shizutaka uh, Sukurhara. And you can kind of tell there's definitely a different style here in the way it's done. Uh, it's definitely present. Uh, but uh, it looks really good. I actually think, Shane, if you agree with me, I think that this it might be the best Golden Conway has looked. It's um, definitely up there. It's definitely up there in terms of premieres. Strong ass premiere visually. Yeah, like, yeah. I find, um, yeah, like the character. Like at first, I'm like, oh, this looks kind of different, but it looks really nice. And I'm like, and then it says brain space at the end, and I'm just like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot they took over. Yeah, they switched and then, over. And and then I'm like, hmm, I wonder what else Gino Studios is doing this year. Nothing. They did one show. Yeah, for absolutely. Twenty twenty two. I think they might, they, more than my honest-to-God guess, is that I think they're not doing well financially, is my guess. Uh, uh, because Golden Conway's the only hit they've really had. Uh, yeah. so, like... I mean, uh, financial hit. They've had a lot, they've had great shows. Okay? Mm-hmm. I, I ain't gonna shit on Kokoku or, uh, Pet or even Buchigere from last season, which was pretty good. Um, <laughs> but Golden Conway gave, made the money. Yeah. Golden Conway yeah. fucking gave them a name. Like, yeah. people know Gino because they did Golden Conway. So when they're not doing mm-hmm. Golden Conway anymore, well, what else do they have? Fuck okay, we a whole lot. We, so, me and, so we talked about this a bit before the podcast. What is everybody's favorite joke from the first episode? Uh, oh, man. Oh, there's, there's several good because ones. Because this was one of those total things. I I feel like there's more comedy and like it's it's more slapstick. Like, well, I feel like that. Like, like I said, it's a setup episode. This was very clearly a more comedic episode of the show. So, like, is my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I love mean, once again, like standard Golden Comedy Fair. They them balancing those tones because mo- a lot of the uh, first half of the episode takes place in like a residential area, and there's this like intense sniper showdown where Vasily's going out for revenge against Ogata and he has everyone pinned down. Shiraishi's in the fucking middle of the street down. He got shot in the leg. And then Sugimoto's taking the 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 back streets to get around him. And in a normal show, you would think that when Sugimoto approaches the sniper, there would be this big action sequence and it's really intense and cool. They just play Pictionary. They just they just fucking doodle at each other like, hey, this guy, he's bad. He was with this guy, also bad. But these guys, they're good. And Vasily's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then when everyone else busts into the building, it's just Sugimoto and Vasily laying on the floor doodling like a bunch of six-year-olds. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> this show is incredible. I think that this show is, this show is and then, insanely good. And then uh, we'll say my personal favorite one comes near the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's specifically like this killer, this serial killer that poisons people. 
has has given our Ainu friend a bunch of schmelt, which is like a small fish. Only in one of them, there's enough poison to kill a man. Oh, oh. Once again, tension rises. And then Ainu guy hands it off to our boy, Shane. Katakura, the boy. Katakura. The boy, Katakura. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Katakura takes one step and fucking f- face plants. He just straight up does a fucking banana peel slide and like, whoops! Up goes, up goes the fish. The camera follows the fish sliding on the ice as two go into a hole and then two go into a hole and then two go into a hole and it zooms out again to show you six fish falling perfectly into three separate holes. And and just before this, the fucking killer's like, if they survive, I guess it's fate. It's good luck, because I only uh-huh, kill uh-huh, people uh-huh. with bad luck. And then Katakura's just like, dude, I have the shittiest luck in existence. I can't believe that I, I wasted all these perfectly good fish. I'm so sorry. Frankly, I'm surprised I'm even alive. Really, props to the show for uh, shining some light on my boy Katakura. Man deserves more respect. Man deserves more respect. Put it on his man, name. Talking about assholes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, I know that man's asshole better than his like, face. Like, listen, I don't know who we're searching for, but all I know is that I've seen his asshole in cavity searches so many times, I know it better than his face. I can point him out in a crowd. <laughs> also, also the fucking sound effect whenever they, sh- they, they showed the asshole. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. i'm i'm very surprised because they show like an actual asshole on screen yeah i'm very surprised they didn't do the funny like shiraishi sensor gag with it yeah so this episode has actual ass uh yeah like it, like yeah, it does full-on anus yeah mm-hmm. so anyway so if you guys are so so, so. <laughs> good shit as always a good shit as always see you watching shane uh, Matt, I think it's time we talk about the best show ever made. Oh, yes. Uh, okay, so the best show of the year has premiered, and it's Mob Psycho 103, and mm-hmm, it's the best mm-hmm. show of the year. I still haven't uh, started it yet. <sighs> oh, boy. Okay, so okay, so it's hard to... Okay, I'm not really going to go into too much detail. Again, it's a low... It's, it does a season two. The first season, the first episode is, once again, a more low-key episode of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely... Uh, it, it's, it's just an episode... About it's just a solid little episode about mob and d- d- fucking dealing with the future and shit. Um, and he has to do a career survey. Um, and it's but and, and it's and it's wonderful. I love it. I love I love this show so much, and I'm so glad it's back. And I do like the fact. That this season very clearly sets up. Nope, this is the end. Like this is the last season. Mm-hmm. Get ready. We are entering the end, and I'm very excited for how. Um, I'm very excited to see how it wraps up. Again, like it's it, I, not not a lot to talk about with Mob because it's so good, and it's like we've covered talked about it so much. I'm mostly just waiting for like the like the middle portion the of the season where it's gonna shit. go ham. You know when it's gonna go ham for no you reason. You know around episode five or so where it's gonna go to fucking eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna go ham, and we're gonna be like fuck. 
and we're going to be losing our minds. However, I will say in this first episode, Mob uh, Mob Psych 100 continues to be the most relatable show on the planet because <laughs> same mob, same. I too have <laughs> existential crises over my future. Yeah, same. Uh, fuck it. Uh, it's it is definite. It is a hundred percent relatable. Also, Taro has a new haircut. Uh, Sinzawa has a new haircut. Uh fuck it. So like, that's really nice. Um, Shane, what else are you watching? Um, I think. Oh, the last one I have is uh, a show that aired today, actually. Um, and it's one that we've all seen. We we referenced it earlier. It is a uh, soccer for insane people. Blue Lock. Yes, yeah, soccer blue lock. Uh this is one of the new shows of the season. Again, also a jump adaptation. Uh one of ju- the jump's newest soccer manga, which has one of the weirdest and most out there premises you can imagine. Uh imagine uh Japan uh, no imagine uh imagine there's this new like Maverick trainer who's like, "Yo, we got to we got to find we gotta find like this, like the best to do sports team for soccer in the world, cause fucking, fucking, we suck now. Uh, so here is what the plan is: we're gonna take three hundred of the best soccer players in the country and literally have them compete in a soccer battle royale. Given uh, big Squid Game vibes here, <laughs> Squid Game meets soccer. What like okay so like this is a this is a this is an absolutely bizarre premise and I can't I can't lie it's kind of awesome uh, it kind of rules I really like this. Uh, Shane, what did you think of this? I mean, is this the one we've been waiting for? Is this the sports show that will finally save us from the mediocre sports anime year of 2022, where every other sports show other than Ryman's Club has been completely and utterly disappointing is this the show that will save us as of right now i honestly think so uh because it had because it has a couple things going for it for one the premise is like really good. wild but also it's crazy yeah the premise is absolutely wild but i think the big thing going for it is just like the people behind it who are working on it it's got studio what? 8-bit on animation so it looks really say- good Sorry, I just got back. What are we talking about? Blue Lock. Blue Lock. Okay, Blue Lock. Got it. Yeah, uh, it's got Studio 8-bit on it, so it looks really good. It's directed by Tetsuraki Watanabe and Tsutake Isakawa. And the writer of it is Taku Kishimoto, who used to work on Haikyuu. Uh, he was the mm. writer on Haikyuu for years. And so he has come on to do this, so he has experience. He also wrote... He all, He's worked with new so many sports shows, actually. He also did... Uh, fucking Prince of Stride, as well as Hanebato. So he's worked on sports shows countless mm, times okay. in the past. Yep, yep, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> and even outside of that, his resume is really great. You have Bunny Drop, Silver Spoon, Erased, 91 Days, The Recent Fruits Basket, Moriarty, The Patriot, uh, Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro, Millionaire Detective, uh, fucking case file number number two twenty one Kabuchiko, which I'm pretty sure Spencer has seen. Spencer um, watched that. Which one? Um, a case file number two twenty one. Oh, yes. Kab- yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Sure uh, it was real good. Real uh, solid. Uh, yeah. He also did that. And ranking of kings. The guy has a ab- or the writer on this has a shock. Really fucking 
fantastic resume. And it honestly lives up to the hype. I really love the whole... I love the angle of it. I think it's really unique. Um, it's 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 it, it's absolutely absurd. Like it's such a bizarro premise, but like it's the kind of bizarro premise where it's very clearly having fun with it. And I like the fact that the that the authors wanted to make a deaf game manga, but someone at Jump was like, "No, we need you to make a soccer manga because we are running. We need a sports anime, sports manga, and we want it to be soccer." So they're just like, "Fuck it, we'll make." Sp soccer death game which it's i think is hilarious literally and literally made by insane people the yeah. show goes hard like real hard and it's it's on wikipedia it is designated as a sports thriller and i mean yeah, yeah. pretty accurate uh but do we think there's going to be a twist at the end of the oh, first probably. episode do you think it's going to be like there was zero seconds left before um, it'll take me a bit to remember their names because they're there's a lot, of characters, a lot of characters. A lot of characters. The main character or what we could consider to be the main character. It's Yoichi uh, who's the main he, lead that's of it. this. Yeah, before Yoichi goes full evil mode, goes demon Yoichi and uh, kicks uh, Kira in the head. Yeah, I think I think uh, what I love is I I think it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, I'm very curious. I know the manga the manga has been going on for quite a while. The manga has a lot of material right now. I'm actually I'm I, I'm very curious. I he I've heard the manga is very very good, so mm -hmm. I'm very excited to see where this goes. Um, and it's definitely one of the shows I'm def it, it it is one of the many. Uh, must watches of the season, which are, are quite a bit of. Um, and also, holy shit, the production on this show, Jesus yeah. Christ, it looks eight insane. Eight bit, eight bit going ham. That's all I'm gonna say like, about that. I eight think, I think this is a great example of. We talk all the time about how there are anime adaptations that, for whatever reason, due to the source material, just can't capture the raw detail of the original artwork, I think this comes pretty damn close. Honestly. Like, it's it's character designs, it's it's artwork, it's art direction. It's obviously not spot on, but it's as close as it possibly can be. And it doesn't sacrifice fluid motion for killer art direction. It does both, because the animation is also fucking insane in this. Yeah, the animation is really great. They they go ham. It, it, it it's a lot of really great uh, stuff here. Uh, also, I love, and I also uh, its use as a three D is also very very good. Mm -hmm. uh, strong three mm -hmm. D for backgrounds and shit in this. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, Spencer, what do you think of Blue Lock? Because you watch this as well. Yeah, uh, Blue Lock is rad. Um, uh, great opening by Union Square Garden. It. It rules, gives us a whole wacky cast of characters that w that feel like they're at home in a death game. Um, uh, I th I'm going to channel my my inner Brunrit here and talk about what they do with, like, the eyes of the characters. How, like, how, like, when when Yoishi goes full demon mode, his, like, entire eyes become, like, scratchy drawn circles. 
uh, and he like sees like blackness in front of it. like oh, he's 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 being selfish um and uh the show is gorgeous to look at um definitely worth the wait and the hype um and just a solid sports thriller which we don't get a lot of uh and i mean knocks it out of the park yeah great great first episode like a really solid introduction yeah. all right yeah very i agree very solid first episode shane are you watching anything else that's pretty much all i have on my current watch list keep in mind by the end of this podcast it will probably double based on what you guys are going to talk about so floor is yours boys go for it all right spencer okay spencer what do you want to talk about first uh, let me see what we haven't talked about real quick. Yeah, basically Fucking... every sequel we've talked about. So like every uh, oh, we have three shows that we can talk about, Matt. Which ones specifically? Um, that I've seen. Do you want to talk about Gundam first? Do you want to get Gundam out of the way? I want to do that. Let's get Witch from Mercury out of the way because okay. uh, anyone who follows me on Twitter will already know I've been raving about this show. Uh, uh, several. Um, I, I have time for like I've been raving about this for several days now. Um, but like, okay. Um, so I'm just gonna go right out there and say it. I'm gonna call this revolutionary Gundam's Saleta because that's basically what it is. It is. Uh, it is. And honestly, um, shame on me for not seeing it coming because fucking all the all the signs were fucking there going into this show. Uh, I just didn't want to believe it because you have fucking uh, Hira uh, Hiroshi Kobayashi working on this as the main director. He's the director of Kizniver and was also on Kill a worked on Kill a Kill, but also worked under but also uh, similar to tr similar to a lot of people from Trigger worked under Ikuhara for a bit, um, and. The raid writer of this is Ichiro Okuchi, who you probably know for Code Geass, but and I learned and I learned this rather recently, and I should have taken this into account. He's actually the co-creator of Utena. Oh, he he wrote the original. He wrote the novels for Utena that came out around the same time the the and manga and anime did. So he um, was part of the whole like B Papas like collective. Yes. Okay. So the signs were there going into this, that this was going to be very different from other Gundam shows. But I am, I'm, I, I'm just going to say this off the, off the bat. Uh, as much, I love Gundam, but Gundam has been in a weird place for a very long time that it's been doing the same thing for a while. And I loved I am blooded orphans a lot, but it's nothing. It's very standard Gundam fair for the most part. Um, which from Mercury is the first time in a very long time that Gundam genuinely feels fresh and new again. This is the, this is the, if, if this, if you haven't gotten into Gundam or have been unsure about getting into Gundam, this is the show to do this. Now is the time. Now is the time. This is the perfect show to do it because it's new. It's fresh. It, it's about fucking it's a it's shade it's it's about capitalism um it. it is about uh, it is like explicitly about like the dangers of capitalism and like militarism 
and specifically, it's also it's specifically about capitalism during wartime. It's specifically yeah. about how rich, the rich and powerful, will use war as a as a grounds to make money. Um, it is called the military industrial complex, and yeah. it's what yeah. America has a lot of. And also, um, and it's uh, not, gay as shit. Apparently, it's it's okay. She's they straight up get engaged at the end of the yeah. first episode. Although the although I'm not too sure the direction that's going to go. I have been burned on Gundam LGBT stuff before. I'm looking at Iron Blooded Orphans, which introduced two gay characters only to kill one of them immediately. Um, nice. Uh, but uh, I get that drama. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, fuck it. They were great. The the they were great, but like. You know, it's I am, but to be, I don't want to, I don't want to say it's like people are like, oh, they're just trying to give it to the gay characters because I am, but orphans also kills like 90% of its cast. It's one of the darkest Gundams. So like, it's not a huge, like, I don't think it was that, but at the same time, it's just like, okay, come on, man. Like you just introduced them. Um, but I don't know where that direction is going to go. However, I will say that I do think that with the people like the, with the writer involved and the people that are working on it, I do think that is actually a very good chance it does go that direction. I think there's definitely a chance, like a strong chance of that happening. Because I uh, strong chance of that happening. The protagonist of this, Soleta, is one of my favorite Gundam protagonists in a while. She is ex exceptionally three dimensional. If you watch the yes. prologue, prologue of the first episode, you which, have to by watch the, way, the prologue. It, it, it's a much watch. It's episode zero, pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, she is an exceptionally well developed three dimensional character that is both that start that is kind of timid and a little bit like quiet, but when she gets in the Gundam, is like a an absolute fucking badass. My favorite um, kind of character. Um, mm -hmm. And she's also like also and she, also she she literally she fucking literally fucking. <laughs> kicks a guy in the ass and uh fucking kick, uh, she slaps him in the ass she slaps him in the ass because um, she ruined Hirose's tomatoes and plants because she wants to be she wants to escape because she's literally a fucking prize that her warmongering father uses mm -hmm. in yeah. order to in order to drum up business mm -hmm. um and and all the characters so far are really fun to look at. Like they have really nice designs. Even like the asshole jocks, you know, your um your Toru from Utna, like your douchey kind of first protag antagonist that you're supposed to be like, God, you're an asshole. Yeah, um, Gul, the guy, the guy she fights in the yeah. first episode, Gul Gul Turk. Thank you, Gundam, for names that are continually absolutely stupid no they're nothing those are names that is his name <laughs> those are names but gil turk um is a absolutely insane like an absolutely ginormous it's a ginormous jackass but it's the perfect kind of a giant uh, jackass where you've it's very he reminds me a lot of jared from zeta gundam Yes. Uh, in terms of his assholeness. Yes. So I, I totally expect him to be traumatized by the end of this show as well. Hundred percent he's gonna see all of his loved ones get murdered. Um but uh, uh this show is just so fascinating and it feels like Gundam. It feels like seventies and eighties or early nineties Gundam. Like 
This has a, a message, and it is explicit about its message. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and uh, Shane, if you're still not convinced, the entire premise is basically they fight, they literally solve disputes in mech fights. So there's a lot of mech fights. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Just like my favorite it. anime, Yu-Gi-Oh! Where By we way, settle all our disputes through a children's card game. Any dispute, Shane. Honor, a spot on the school bus, a hand in marriage... Literally anything, as long as it's okayed by the dual committee, which is full of, like, three or four chuckle fucks, um, <laughs> and, and also the Gundam designs whip. Like, the, 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 new, the new Gundam looks fantastic, and I like how, and this is a really nice, a, a really nice, uh, little, uh, like thing that I've noticed about the mech designs in this is that all of them are actually reflective of their pilot's body type. Which is mm-hmm. new uh, for Gundam, and it's really, it, it really it makes them stand out among other Gundams. And I do like how this gun. I lo- and once again as well, Gundam continues to be the only mecha show to continue to the uses of two D mechs. I'm so happy. Yeah, still doing that. Was- Albeit there is CG in this, but it's integrated very well um, into the uh, the uh, into the main designs of things. Overall, yes, watch Witch from Mercury, please. It's yes, exceptionally please. great. It's, it's great. It's, um, it is exceptionally um, great, um, and even it. Uh, and uh, I'm very excited to see where it goes. Spencer, what else? Uh, next up, we're going to talk about do it yourself. Ah, uh, this um, is this. I was really surprised. I was really happily surprised by this. I same, really like honestly, this. same. It's oh, it's it's so cute. It's so hot, like genuinely heartwarming cuteness. Yeah, about it, a silly little goofy girl who's pretty clumsy. What? Okay, um, a silly li- little goofy girl who's pretty clumsy who doesn't get into this prestigious, you know, um, vocational school. She just gets into a normal high school, and her her Sundere best friend is kind of upset about the fact that they won't go to school together, and there's this. Scary girl who fixes our protag's bike after she runs into a sign, a, uh, a signpost, and hurts herself. She always hurts herself. She's like best friends with the nurse, and then it turns into a DIY show where we get to learn about building a bookshelf and enjoying your time with like tools, and mm. it's just really cute. The art is really nice and soft. It's all really nice pastels. It looks nice. It has some surprisingly good Sakuga at moments. Um, this, this show has so much Sakuga. Why is there Sakuga in this? I Why no, it, is this the show that has so much Sakuga? I, I love don't it. understand. It's my favorite subgenre of show. The show that has ridiculously good animation that you would not expect to have ridiculously good animation. Why does this show look in so good? Also, this show is the best show ever because there's a little miniature pig with sunglasses. Dude, it's it's oh, straight up Kamina. No, yeah. no, 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 Shane. It is straight up Kamina shades. Like oh, so it's like the triangle ones. It's the triangle yeah. sunglasses, and the family eats a lot of pork, and it cuts to. To the pig being traumatized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As our any protag- in that situation. Our protag sleeps with her big fluffy dog, her cat, and her pet 
pig that sleeps it in her hoodie hood. Uh-huh. Um, it's I love adorable... the art style of the show, by the way. It's very, um, very well animated. It looks wonderful. I think I, I genuinely think that Pine Jam is a really underrated studio when it comes to its animation because they do a lot of like they're pretty much a slice of life type animation studio. Uh, um, they did gamers. Excuse was, me. Did, did you Glapnir? see Glapnir? Oh, okay, fine. Glapnir is the fucking um, exclusion, not the rule. Uh, because, fine. Everything except for Glapnir is pretty cute. Um, but also, but Glapnir, Glapnir was not... animated ridiculously. So. Do you want to? Yeah. So, 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 like, do you want to? Do you want to be irrationally angry at right now? Uh, more so than I already am. The leader sure. of this is his name is uh, Kazuyuki Furiyasu. Uh, mm-hmm. He wrote, and I, I kid you not, he's, he wrote this, and he, he's also written a bunch of other great shows, but mm-hmm. he was also the lead writer on Redo of Healer. Are you- How? Wow. How the fuck do you go from two- That's two different sides of different coins! Well, you don't have to get on with a penny or a dime or a- Or a- No, did you- uh, 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 I mean, you um, feel he's also the lead writer on Slime, so- yeah, I mm. I don't blame the writing, so I can't be mad at the guy because the writing just comes from the source material, and the source material makes me want to dive into a vat of hydrochloric acid. But I can't blame the guy because then, then you know, you, you do slime, which is great, and you can do the show. Original, which... and, and do it yourself is an anime original. So Exactly. Nothing to worry about. Still, how the hell does that happen? Uh, it just it, happens, it, man. You take it. You an, take it, is, it, it is an it is an anime original, but my favorite. But I really love that. I really love Dude Yourself mainly because I've. It's been a good while since we've had a good slice of life series like this. I, uh, um, some of the artwork, some of the artwork in this is truly gorgeous. Like, there's some really gorgeous artwork in this. Um, and I am really, ha- and I am honestly very, very shocked by how good it looks. And I'm ho- and I'm hoping that it can, and I'm hoping it keeps that same level of quality throughout the rest of the show because it's anime. It's one of the standouts animation-wise of the season, easy in my opinion. Spencer, oh, what else do you want to talk about? Matt, we have to talk about it now. It's, it's, oh, it's the last show I've seen so far. Show? So, um, Akiba, I think it's called Akiba Maid's War, I want to say. Akiba Maid War. Maid War. Um, might genuinely be one of the greatest pieces of entertainment I have ever watched in my entire life that I have absolutely zero, uh, deep thoughts about. Um, Mm. so Shane, do you want me to non-spoiler run through the story real quick i mean i kind of know what the premise is just based on like social media buzz so no, you, don't. No, you do not you do not <laughs> like, you may you think do not. you do you do not L- young girl goes to akiba okay she joins a pig themed maid cafe mm-hmm. she's super happy super excited she Messes up on the job the first day. She's kind of goofy, but she's cute. She's trying her best. There's another maid that's 35 years old that has joined this maid camp cafe and speaks like a robot. Okay? I am maid-sama. I am programmed for... Pleasure? Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay? And there's two other 
female like maids there that, that that have been there for a while and the one maid acts all cutesy and then the moment that the customer walks away just is dead inside um so basically how you would be doing that job okay normal 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 and then we get to about the 60 percent mark where a guy comes in that looks like an otaku that sits down that everybody's scared of Okay? They're spooked hmm. by this guy. So the the manager, who is another female, comes in, tries to get away. Guy calls her over. Slams her head on the ground. Says, where the fuck is my money? Manager says, what do you mean? Man says, you need to pay us your, your, your produce fees. Where's your money? Oh, we'll get you your money. Guy says, hmm. I'll, I will forgive this if you do me a favor. Blow. And, and cutesy maid goes, I'll help you out because I'm good and fun. Okay. So then everybody looks at her in horror, except for the man who goes, okay, sure. Zip. And then hands her an envelope and says, Go down to the maid cafe that's run by our competitors and give them this note. It's gonna have, like, fucking anthrax in it or something. So they give them the note. <laughs> and I'm not going to explain the end of the episode. Does but... it just explode? <laughs> no, it's better. There's, it's... Glow, there's, there's glow stick fights to fucking there's, there is... music and a lot of fucking violence. There's a lot of violence set to the beat of a Maid Cafe cute J-pop song. They, in which they do gun kata! They do gun katas, and also, uh, it's to the beat. Okay, so Shane, you know it's that- Edgar Wright fucking musical number. Have you seen Baby Driver, Shane? Yeah, yeah. You know that tequila scene from- The tequila scene from Baby Driver- where every gunshot is to the beat of tequila. Uh, and it's like insane. Christ. Imagine that, but with a J-pop song and there's gun kata and it's made. It's made. <laughs> Sold. And also, and also, I love how the, the, the brief description of this is just spring 1999. At the end of the century, Akihabara shows various kinds of maids. The maid campaign, uh, tonk, uh, toko token, which is, I think is the actual name of it. Um, is open for business today. This is the story of the struggles of vague work presented to all masters and ladies. I love how that explains nothing, nothing about what this nothing, show is about. Absolutely nothing. This show, it's, by the way, yeah, the show is so, a PA Works original, so I'm a little worried that this could go nosedive. Oh, it at could any become point. a dumpster fire at any point. But at the same time, this premise very, even if it does, I can't, I can't imagine this stuff being. Not entertaining. Uh, it's being directed by Soichi Masui, who uh, previously was the director of a show that I really like, which is Scrapped Princess, which is an older, which is a show from the mid two thousands that everyone should check out because it's actually very good. But they are all. But uh, Soichi Masui, I think, is better known as the director of another show with an equally as insane premise that we all thought was bad, but then ended up being one of the best things we've ever seen, which is Rascal Does Not Dream of Money Girl Senpai, and he did. And he oh, and he was the director on that as well as the movie, and also storyboarded most of that. Um, so and yeah, he is the lead so, director on this as well. 
Yeah. You know what else from last season had a really insane sounding premise that told us nothing? Like Horus Recoil. <laughs> and and look that at what ended we up being like one of the Chorus. best shows of the year. Yeah. Uh, Shane, I just, I really need you, if you take anything away from this, to watch this first episode as soon as possible and try <laughs> to come up with thoughts about it. <laughs> <laughs> try to uh, try uh, to create an opinion, a cohesive opinion about it. I think in all caps, I just sent Matt, uh, um, Matt, what the fuck? And Matt yeah. just goes keto, and I just go fucking insane. I, it is I keto. Also, this is the same team. Also, to give you even more reason to be excited, it is at the same. The is that for most of the for most of the actual staff on this, it's the Conming team working on this. So, oh, this is their new baby. Yeah, uh, it's the con, and you can tell actually because the the style, the hum, the way the hum, the the editing of the humor is actually very similar. Uh, yeah, it is a lot. It's uh, it's very so. If you so Shane, did you like Conming? I fucking loved Kongming. Uh, then you, then you'll you're love. You're gonna, you're gonna love Made War. Uh, yeah, I keep on Made War. Spencer, you watch anything else? I did not. I uh, by the time the next episode comes out, I think Chainsaw Man will be. Yeah, yeah. Chainsaw Man Chainsaw will, be Man out, will yeah. absolutely be out. It's Chainsaw still, Man's on Tuesday. So I got a couple of days for it. I watched Bleach a couple more things. I watched uh I watched a couple more things so I'll just uh rattle them off pretty quickly. Uh I saw Raven of the Inner Palace which I really liked. Um uh Raven of the Inner Palace is my kind of shit. It is court politics in uh ancient uh in like medieval China. Um so if you're a fan of that time yep. period with a uh, time period with a lot and a lot of really gorgeous looking backgrounds and like fucking character designs you're gonna love this and also it's a court it's a court drama so you have betrayal vengeance and lingering feuds and fucking backroom deals and shit so you know the good cinema that's what it is um and it's very good i thought the and i thought the first and it's a little hard to rate it right now because I've only seen the first episode and it does something really rare in anime where the first episode is actually a two-parter that airs in two weeks. So, which we don't see a huh. lot of anymore. Yeah, usually um, if a show does that, it's just like a double premiere. It's just like an hour-long no, episode. It, yeah, this is not. Uh, it is just, it's literally a two-parter episode. So it ends on a cliffhanger. So it's hard to really gauge it right now, but I really like the first half. So I'd say maybe like once the second episode hits, watch both episodes and then uh, definitely see how it is. Personally, I really like it. I feel like Shane is going to really like I feel like Shane would really like this one. Um, I mean, we are like spiritually connected in terms of our tastes in media. So probably. Yeah, and it's a and it's a Chinese and it's China, ancient China. So you know, it's fucking. It's I have I have a real strong interest in ancient China personally, and it's got and the animation is really good too. And I know and the person who wrote them and it's a fucking. It, it's really interesting too because I know that the manga of this is widely acclaimed. So it's I'm really excited to see where this goes personally. Um, I also uh fucking uh. I also watched a bad show. Uh, uh, oh this show. Uh, one I've been looking for show. one to watch this season. So, uh, uh, so uh, I watched a little show called Vazrock the Animation. The out of oh. 
only out of curiosity because it's the first show I've ever seen on ANN to get one stars from every single reviewer as well as yeah. a community score of 1.5. So I was like, what the fuck is going on in here? And all I have to say is that Vazrock the Animation has the, maybe the worst first episode of a show I have seen in a very, very long time. Uh, literally, this is apparently based on uh, a bunch of fucking male idol groups. Uh, the Vazzy and Rockdown groups, whatever they are. Um, and... It does the wonder... You know how most shows like this will at least, you know, introduce you to the cast first? Oh, does it just cold open, tell you nothing, and expect you to follow along? Yeah, it just does. It just expects you to know. And there's, like... Shane, there's 12 of them. Excellent. (laughs) Let's fucking go. Let's... I don't need to know jack and shit about this, but that also you need to know everything about this. Yeah, if you don't and know. Like, and also, they look. And also, the show looks like shit. So there is that as well. Um, the, the the show literally ends with them about to like one of them being like about to reveal his tragic cl- backstory, and then it, the episode ends, and I'm just like, who are you? I don't know who you are. Uh, there's. there's like there's i i don't know what this frankly i don't know what this was i think that this is it's a it's it's a bad it's like it's kind of bad in like a really fascinating way where it's kind of like how did this happen what is this who made this why was this why does this exist um from what i can gather um, uh, from what I can gather about whatever the fuck that va- like Vaz, it's it's based on like actual fuck. It's based on like it's like a spinoff of like fucking some kind of like idol thing, like Sukita the animation, whatever that is. Um, so, so, like, so, <laughs> so what Richard Richard Eisenbest gives it one star, right? <laughs> Rebecca Silverman one star. These are all A and N people. You know, Caitlin Moore, one star. We all know these people by now. We don't actually know them, but if you read a lot of A&N, they're like the editorial staff. Nicholas Dupree, by the way. (laughs) Who are you people? (laughs) I'm pretty sure, was Nicholas Dupree the guy that did all the X-Arm reviews as well? He did the X-Arm reviews, and he's also the guy that rated Pop Team Epic. He gave Pop Team Epic a funny score, too. What was the one he uh, fucking... Yeah, he gave it the king, the corn, are born to fall, and all must die in the sacrifice underneath the harvest moon. That was his official rating for Pop Team Epic. Yep. Uh, So, easily, Uh, he's my favorite reviewer on ANN. He's funniest. He's fucking funny as shit but also like he pretty much absolutely nails my thoughts on this because i I don't know what this is i watched it out of curiosity just because everyone was like this is horrendous but like i and i walked out of it i'm like yeah that was horrendous one of the worst things i've seen this year i have seen one episode and i think i've seen all i need to see i that's all i need to watch actually to let i will now proceed to watch the next 12 episodes (laughs) <laughs> I, that is, it's like ah uh, yes he's not me and no i am not i have i have i'm not I, i'm not subjecting he, myself he to has this. self-control and also self-respect i, I, I have not myself to this none i none, 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 none 
Uh, the other show I want to talk about is a show that aired today, and I didn't realize it aired today, but I have to talk about it because I watched it right before the podcast. Um, and it is what might actually, I think it's right now actually, like right behind Mob is my favorite show of the season, and that's Bochi the Rock. Uh, now, Bochi, uh, Bochi the Rock. Bochi the Rock comes courtesy. It is Clover. It is the Cloverworks anime of the season, and it comes courtesy of a. And it comes courtesy mainly of the Wonder Egg priority team. Uh, a lot of the uh, specific, uh, and it you can tell because the animation in this and the direction on this is nothing short of astonishing. Uh, Bochi the Rock is Bochi the Rock. Uh, it is the kind of show where you look at it and you say, "Ah, yes, she is like me for, for real. real." She is a lonely high school girl who only can only really express herself through her guitar and her music, and she doesn't really interact with people. She doesn't like interacting with people. All she really does is like she's at her home and she like makes little songs to herself and she sings about how how her life is kind of boring and lonely but then she one day she meets a uh she meets a uh member uh she meets a nichika ijichi who's like hey i want i'm looking for a guitarist and i think you're actually like really good do you want to join our band and she joins the band um and has and it's really not only really cute but also genuinely really fantastically directed some some of the best directing of the season is in this and some of the best music of the year is in this too all the actual there's a there's actually like a musical segment at the end of the sea that that at the end of the episode that made my jaw drop i thought it would looked and sounded phenomenal which is not surprising because the person who did the music on this is a to uh tomiki kuyuya who also did the music who also worked on bakumatsu rock so she yeah she so uh he has done he has had experience with this kind of stuff before uh and what's a really interesting what's really actually kind of cool is that all of the uh family names of the people of the characters in the cast goto ichichi yamada and kita are actually named after a real life j-rock band can you guess which one i don't know no. my j-rock bands well enough so no asian I yeah. kung fu generation fuck oh okay yeah um, and all their instrument roles match as well. So, for example, uh, Ryo Yamada plays bass. So they all uh, uh, plays ba bass because Yamada in Asian Kung Fu Generation plays bass. So it's lit. So to an extent, it's a it's a it's a gender swapped Asian Kung Fu Generation. Um, but also, if you are, are you, but also like it's got one of my favorite OPs of the season. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to go so far as to say I think Bochi the Rock has the potential to be, like, one of the best shows of the fucking year. Um, and if you haven't seen... So, highly... If you're going to... So, if I were to recommend three shows to Shane to watch this season, uh, just, like, fucking... The, the, like, top three as priority, it's this, Witch from Mercury, and Akiba Made War. Those are the three that I absolutely think Shane should watch because I feel like those are the ones that he'd gravitate towards the most. And of course, do you yourself because I, 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 though I feel like Shane's probably gonna watch do you yourself regardless. So I'm, I, yeah. I'm, so, I feel so like I so I so I didn't put that in the topic. But in any case, I that's all I really have to talk about next week. Next time, next week is going to be all Chainsaw Man anyways. So yep. like we'll just 
Yeah. So and also bleach because that also, also bleach premiere. for Batman. I will. I I promise I won't spend longer than twenty minutes. Uh, if I had. excellent. Um, actually, I don't know how much I'm gonna have to say about bleach because if it's just like the beginning part of Thousand Year Blood War, there's gonna be nothing to talk about because that. The, there's gonna be nothing to talk about because it's gonna be all set up. Uh, Matt's but, just gonna uh, shrug and go, "Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's bleach, so therefore it's Kino, but I can't say anything because well, goddamn, uh, it'll look good. Goddamn, goddamn." Uh, all I will say is that I saw the newest trailer, and when uh, Byakuya went uh, fucking Bankai Zenbun Sakura, I, I straight up uh, nutted. Uh, yes, like, I, nice. Did you did you clean up afterwards? Yeah, of course, of course I did. What, you, what am I a heathen? No, he didn't. Well, I don't know. You might have passed out. It might have been po- it might have been post nut exhaustion. <laughs> post nut exhaustion from seeing Byakuya say his Bankai name for the first yeah. time in years. Bankai. <laughs> 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 Can we tell Byakuya's Bankai is like one of the coolest in the series, honestly. Mm-hmm. Does it's it also like like cherry busted. blossoms or something like that? Or it's 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 it's, it's a cherry blossom thing. It's literally yeah. his whole his bonkai is bo- broken though. His bonkai is literally I transport you to a world where I can just hit you. I my here just... are a million summon swords. I was dodge say, this my, bitch. <laughs> my my blade becomes a. It's literally like 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 shoving a bunch of toothpicks inside of a minigun, mm-hmm. and just yeah. like. I'm I'm gonna hit you with these toothpicks and they're gonna fucking hurt. So when I tell you that uh, the Soul Society might be f- how high the stakes are in Thousand Webblor, when I'd say that Byakuya not only loses his fight but loses it handedly. So what you're saying is they're fucked. My, is what I'm saying <laughs> is my love for the Quincy's is justified. Kinda, yeah. Actually, the Quincy's are really cool. A lot of their powers are dope as shit. So, so what you're saying is I have Bleach always is been a Kino. Bleach, yes. Bleach is Kino. Matt can 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 um like Matt knows because I've talked about this. I've always been a fan of the Quincy's, even before I watched Bleach, because I thought they had a really cool design. Um and to hear that that and it's to see all of the cool like fucking uniforms and shit. And the mm-hmm. the big bad's name is Yahweh, which literally translates in Hebrew to God. Um, yeah, and he's going after the Soul King. Yeah, the Soul King. Like, ooh, ooh, I'm excited. Shirasagi suit. Actual, like, really smart storytelling and symbolic symbolic stuff going on in Thousand Year Blood War that I feel like it's overlooked because sometimes people are just like, "Ha, oh, all Kubo knows how to do is fight." No, he doesn't. He's actually a really good storyteller. Shut the Fuck up, please. Yeah, Matt, put some respect on Kubo's name, please. You're you're gonna need to tell me how how far your soul transcends listening to Shirosaki Su. It's going to. I'm I'm going to. I am. I will no longer be of planet Earth. More than likely, it will. I will be. I will have ascended. Uh, I will. I'll be that. I'll be that gif of Winnie the Pooh from uh, Kingdom Hearts. Oh yes, just floating away. Yeah, pretty much. Um, in any case, let's move on to simul pubs. Uh, one One Piece crazy good again. Well, technically, was, there was no there was no was chapter break, from last I read the scans. So for this week, I've, I've read the scans. Fuck it, I fuck it. I Shane, have you read the scans for? I actually well, did not. As we're recording tomorrow's chapters. Oh, what we need to. Uh, well, uh, next chapter is not... All you need to know is that, uh... 
we get some Bonnie stuff about Julie Bonnie's backstory that like is like whack because it's mm-hmm. like what the fuck not in whack in a bad way whack in kind of like a what the fuck kind of way where it completely uh completely changes her character actually does Oda uh, reveal that she is actually one of the most important characters in the series yes yeah that sounds it. like Oda yeah <laughs> and also um oh and there may be like more than one Vegapunk may not be a person but like a bunch of people maybe I don't know a collective? Um, I don't know. The, a, a hive mind? A hive mind. The, yeah, the, like, the, the only uh, reason confusing. why... I'm... Also, and also, and also, uh, uh, fucking Alkoji is coming. So, um, yeah. Alkoji is mm. coming. Oh, and the Revolutionary Army is coming, and the Marines, and Crocodile is coming as well. So, the war, war baby! War 2! <laughs> war 2! <laughs> I can't uh, wait for, for Marine Ford Part 2. Marine Ford Part Two on Raftel. On, it, 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 we're not on Raftel though. We're at Vegapunk's Island. We're yeah, on and eventually, on. eventually, you know for you know damn well the final war is going to be on Laftail. Like, there's no other place it could possibly it's be. be. I mean, I mean, duh, but like a fucking uh, but also like uh. I, but also, I really like this island that they're on right now, though, because because Oda does show more of it in the scans, and it seems to be that he's taking heavy inspiration from like fifty sci-fi movies for this. Mm. Um, so uh, lots of like really like kind of old school robot designs, a lot of really interesting architecture. It's very unique. It's very different for One Piece, but you know I what? Mean, and that's why it's dope because I like it. it. It totally makes sense, though, that you'd say that because Vegapunk number two, female punk, um, looks like a fifty, looks like a like a 50s astronaut that you see in a movie. I mean, she does. She does. Uh, And I I fucking I. So, yeah, I'm really fucked with a lot of like the island design. I think once again, Oda absolutely killing it with island designs. I feel like that that's something we haven't really talked about with One Piece, but like his designs for like all the different islands they go to are also varied and fucking unique. Uh cuz like it's only in One Piece can you go from like old-timey Japanese stuff to like the 50s like sci like 50 science fiction. Like that like that's which you know what? It's 50 science fiction. You know what that means, Shane? Aliens. You no, know, not just aliens robots you know what that you know what else is on you know what else you know where robots are else robots are in the one piece universe the moon you know what else is on the moon you're really you're really about to dig this grave a second time and now and now now on the moon to what if what if shane this is what if i'm redeemed I've never seen someone dig their own grave twice this is impressive i'm going to say this on podcast Matt, if you are redeemed and Anel shows up on this island, I will hand deliver you 50 Canadian dollars. You know what? I'll take that bet. I'll take that fucking bet. You will hand deliver me a $50 bill if Anel shows up. Because <laughs> look, look, I, I, I was a clown before, but might as well continue the clownery. Just imagine if Matt crawls out of the grave with his clown wig and nose, and he's like, ha-ha, I've been redeemed, and it turns out it was, like, false misdirection, and an anvil drops on his head. Like, I'll be, at that point, I'm a Looney Tunes character. What are you saying? We, like, 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 he has the $50 from the both of us, 
and he like goes haha and then it turns out to be nothing and an anvil hits him and the money kind of floats in midair and we just kind of snatch it back and go yep. yeah that's what I thought and then he just crawls back in that grave never to be seen again never to be seen again I'm, I'm just saying it's the perfect opportunity to do it right now Oda if you are listening please do this so I can get money so uh, in any case Shane is there any <laughs> is there any manga you want to talk about Nah, like nothing there. There technically there was no One Piece chapter. There was the scans, but it's not officially out yet. Um, mm-hmm. there's the My Hero chapter, which nothing happened. Deku punched a man really hard. It's, it's That's Deku, it. The Deku fight, which is going this Deku fight's going to go on for like another month. So uh, I'm still gonna... not reading it. By the way, you know what? Kudos to you. Like res- respect that you stuck to your word. Yeah, I mean. They have to have a really good reason for me to go back and read those chapters because I, th- what happened was the biggest asshole, stupid bullshit. It genuinely the dumbest thing. Oh, don't worry. They've made zero progress since then. <laughs> good. It's, been, it's, it's the Deku fight right now. Uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's Deku ver- versus Alpha One. So. Literally, he Deku just punches a man really hard. That's the chapter. That that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, uh, it's, it, it's, we're gonna be on this for like a month. So important news, though. Big big milestone. In two days, chapter two hundred of Kaisen comes Kaisen, out. Kaisen. Yep. Kaisen. Yeah, to two hundred of Kaisen in an arc that is the next Shibuya. Uh, it is never ending. Uh, no. <laughs> But it's so good. It is very that good. Last it is chapter. It is yeah. It, yeah, hmm. it is predicted. Obviously, it is predictably excellent. Uh, at the sa- but uh, at the same time, uh, Shibuya two. Uh, yeah, it just going. Uh, it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I love two. how. I love how it's like. Oh, I love how. Uh, Kaisen has also completely gotten rid of any. Uh, like it's not doing the shorter arcs like a lot of like current manga do. It's like no fuck it. Each arc's like a billion chapters. Let's go. Yeah. Remember uh, when Oda said he would never write an arc as long as Dressrosa, and then he fucking every arc it with Dressrosa <laughs> is doubled it with Wano. No, no, whole cake is longer. Is it? I I'm I'm pretty fucking sure. Uh, it, at the very it, if it's not, it's fucking damn close to being. Uh, yeah, it's seventy-eight chapters, so it's not this. It's not as long, but it's almost as long. And then Wano is like a hundred and sixty plus. Yeah, don't you love that? Don't you love that? Oda lied. Oda uh, lies Oda. all the time. It's fine. <laughs> Oda's a fucking liar. Okay, anything else people want to talk about for Simul Pubs or Nah? Because I don't really have me. a lot to talk about. That's it. All right, let's move on to some news. Let's talk about our first major piece of news, which is about a new, which is about a series that we've talked about a little bit ago as part of like a bunch of uh, shows that Netflix announced. Uh, but ha- we got officially a trailer for it as well as a bunch of news in it for the for a, a an original anime titled Moonrise. Uh, the Netflix Tudem Japan livestream event revealed a full trailer for Anime Studio, Witch Studios, and author To Ubakata's upcoming Moonrise project on Sunday that, that announced that it's coming out, wait for it, in 2024. Yeah. Netflix also revealed the anime staff and key visual. Uh, 
uh, the, the the show will be directed by Masashi Koizuka, who is the director of seasons one, uh, seasons two and three of Attack on Titan. Um, uh, it will be also uh, uh, with the original, with the writer obviously being uh, To Ubukata. To Ubukata, pre uh, To Ubukata has a bunch of done a bunch of stuff, but he is best known as one of the original as as one of the original creators on Psychopaths. Uh, he's been worked. He's worked on Psychopaths. Uh, I believe as like the lead writer since season two. He was on seasons two, three, the movie, as well as a, a part worked partly in the movie, as well as a, as the season three movie. He was the writer on Marduk Scramble, as uh, Ghost in the Shell, uh, Faf and Fafner. Uh, which, if you've not seen Fafner, probably it makes sense because I'm the only person in the world who's seen Fafner. But Fafner is really cool. Um, uh, but he's writing this and care. However, what got me interested is some of the people behind the scenes working on this, particularly the character designers, um, the, the actual character designer for the anime, the people who are doing like the character animation is Ayumi Yamada, who is the lead character animator on, uh, Attack on Titan is doing this, uh, which explains why the characters look the way they do. Um, mm -hmm. but the the character designer the for the actual designs were done by one of our favorite mangaka of all time Hiromu Arakawa the writer of Silver Spoon and Fullmetal Alchemist. Mm. Uh, oh, she did. Okay. The, That's why that name. I knew so I recognized that name. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, which studio said that the project takes place in the near future and will be set on in both the Earth and the Moon? Uh, Moonrise will portray the lives of two men, Jack and Al, as they confront various hardships in the vast world of outer space. All action and scenery in the unexplored parts of the Moon will be illustrated using an innovative type of animation, unlike seen anywhere before. My sister wishes that this project inspires contemporary lives everywhere. One of the things uh, we there they did release a trailer, and honestly. Looks really impressive. I think that it looks very good, frankly. Um, Shane, what did you think of it? I think it looks insane. Just based on that trailer, it's like... <sighs> when was the last time that Whip missed, frankly? Not really. They don't usually miss, if at all. If at all. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm thinking, like... Do they have any like major L's? I don't think so because they cheese. I think the closest they maybe have is Cabinary. Um, but even then, I, they, they, uh, they, I mean, oh, they had Rolling Girls. I forgot about that. I was yeah. not a huge fan. I was not a huge fan of Rolling Girls. I thought Rolling Girls was kind of a uh, kind of mid. Um, but that was also early on, and they haven't had a really big L since. Mm -hmm. uh, are we talking about co-animations or just in general? Just in general. Yeah. Okay, because they had one that was called Garu Gaku Saint Girl Square Academy. I do not know what that is. Of, it's based off of, uh, an idol group called Girl Squared. Um, they did it with the OLM. You know what? Yeah, you know what? I'll give that a pass. I don't think that was them. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, they, they, but also, there's nothing wrong with OLM. Yeah, they're, they're a good studio. Oh, Oriental never mind. Magic. They did have an L. It's called Bubble. Oh, oh, ooh, I forgot rip. about Bubble. Oof. Yeah, the film. Oof, rip. Yeah, the movie Oof. that should have been really good, but turned out to not be. Yeah, uh, but Moonrise actually looks very good. The last, this is actually part of uh, which, which which studio's pretty massive deal with Netflix. Um, 
uh, pretty massive deal with Netflix that started with Vampire in the Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, if you've not seen, I highly recommend. It is actually very good um, and one of the better shows from this year. It's only five episodes long, but like each episode's like 30 minutes, like a full 30 minutes. Uh, uh, so, but it's very good and I really liked it. And I'm hoping Moonrise looks the same. I, Spencer, what did you think of? moonrise's trailer because you thought it looked dope as shit from when you watched it yeah it looks really dope like the like the shot of um the one character like falling through like a time portal and then there's a guy in a cloak and it's like oh is it gonna be gay and it's like whoosh now they're on a train and on the moon and there's fucking like gunfights and there's like spies and the 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 one character materializes a gun from the aether, like just woof. Like mm-hmm. it's just it looks so sci-fi fantasy. Just it looks like Full Metal Alchemist. Like 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 stylistically, like tonally, it feels like an FMA to me. Like that. Like and that's because really, his Opcom was probably on it. So like yeah, it's it's this really good mix and just the music as well like christ it sounded like a like i said it, it sounded like a hollywood movie like soundtrack like it's the movie the music in that trailer if there's anything yeah. to go by the show's gonna have some mm-hmm. gorgeous music to go with it as yeah. well the it, music by the way uh for the trailer and for the show they confirmed is done by rio kaso uh kawasaki who has pre who is relatively new to the industry a little bit he's not as uh, prolific as others but he's recently been made a name for himself he's worked on a lot of the fate he does all the fate grand order stuff um for both the game and all the anime adaptations but we probably know him best as the guy behind the music for two year eternity um, oh that makes sense yeah. Okay. Uh, to your eternity. Yeah. Uh, and also, I have since learned that the, all the footage shown in this trailer is final episode footage. And mm. this show comes out in 2024. So imagine how good this show is going to look once it hits. Into That's a lot of time in the oven. Yeah. That's Holy a shit. lot of time to, to go over that. Think, I, I think I understand they are legitimately using new animation techniques for the moon shit. So my guess is that they just need the time to like make it work uh, listen if we can wait like 10 plus years for avatar 2 because james cameron needs technology we can wait two years for an anime if it needs the technology we can absolutely wait agreed um speaking of waiting we actually don't for this next uh piece of news turns out we don't actually have to wait as long for this uh let's talk about kaguya uh, the official website for the Kaguya-sama Love is War anime announced on Thursday that Kaguya-sama, wa- uh, the, the Kaguya-sama Love is War, The First Kiss Never Ends, the anime film adapting the manga story arc of the same name, is debuting in theaters in Japan on in winter of this year, in December. Um, okay. the, the website unveiled the visual. The anime will air on television after a special screening in theaters. Uh, the, ar- the arc takes place after the end of the anime's third season. So we're getting the movie... This year, in like December, already. That's um, crazy. Uh, uh, does that, which basically means this is an elongated season finale. Uh, Pretty much, yeah. Um, but is it going to be Kino? The answer is yes. It yes, will be of course. That's not even a question, Matt. 
Um, but I'm very, I'm very excited. Y'all, y'all finished Kaguya season three. I'm guessing. Yeah, um, correct. Uh, so, uh, so I'm very excited. We're actually gonna see, um, a a, a romance anime continue past the confession. Let's, oh, let's fucking go! Like, don't get many of those. Yeah, yeah, d- yeah. The, the fucking those are what we call slim pickings. Few um, and far between. Then that shit's as rare as uh, touching grass. Touching some fucking grass. And this implies that Shane does not touch grass very often. And Excuse I'm very concerned. me. How dare you? I, 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 I'm just speaking facts. I don't know what you're talking about. Your facts are bullshit and your bitches few. Amen. I am so sorry. <laughs> Praise be to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My brother, yeah, my brother in Christ. You are you are talking about anime on a podcast. May your L's be many and your bitches few. Bitches be few. <laughs> Let's move on to our next piece of news. Who here watched the Suzume trailer? Because we need to talk about uh, I it. I think we all did because man becomes a chair. <laughs> oh yes, man becomes chair. Yes. Uh, the okay. So Suzume, by the, uh, I think it's very fitting that we're covering a Shinkai show. By the way, and Shinkai decides, you know what? I'll drop the trailer for my new movie. Uh, did we plan uh, that? Absolutely not. But it's a we great, did not. No, we didn't plan this. It's a great this complete coincidence. Co- <laughs> complete coincidence. We swear. Um, the official website for Suzume, uh, or uh, which or Suzume's door looking, which is the full Japanese name. Which, by the way, yes, the J- English name is just Suzume. That's the official English name for this. Um, kind of a lackluster English name, but whatever. Who cares? Um, uh, Makoto Shinkai's first th- film in. New film in three years unveiled its second trailer, main post visual, and cast members on Thursday. Uh, before I continue on, I want to say like I don't understand why it's a huge deal that it's his first film in three years because he literally has a th- one film every three years output that's, and has that has had that for the past like decade. That's literally the uh, production cycle. This is nothing new. <laughs> he had uh, Garden the Words was twenty thirteen first... or twenty like what Garden Words was like twenty thirteen. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Uh, yeah. Uh, your name was 2016. Uh, fucking. Weathering with you was 2019. And this is 2022. This has literally been his, like, fucking output for, like, a decade. Yeah, but Matt. His next film is 2025. He's done. The, he has done this for years. Why is this shocking? Anyway, it's a director um, that takes more than a year to make a film. He wants to That's take his time. He wants to, you know, not tax his, like, the, the animators and production company. He wants to actually make a good movie? Man hasn't made a good movie since Weathering With You. Man hasn't... <laughs> good one. Got him. Thank you. I can't Damn, he's, he, he's, he's going real on the doubt. He hasn't... He, the, ever since Weathering With You, mm, he's been kind of garbo. I can't lie. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> The film's cast members include uh, Iri Fukatsu, <laughs> Matsumoto Hako II, Sota, Somote, uh, Sota, uh, Sota Somotani, Sari Ito, Kotone Hasane, and Kana Hanazawa uh, are all in this. Uh, uh, the leads, are, by the way, are not played by anime actors. They are played by big-name actors because... Of course they are, because this is not because uh, Shinkai doesn't make anime films. He makes uh, he makes actual cinema. He makes cinema. 
He makes uh, like uh, movie going uh, experiences. Uh, so we all watched the trailer for this, um, and <laughs> we have a lot of thoughts actually on this. Because I, actually, so I much- actually don't have that many thoughts other than what is happening in his little brain. What is going on uh, in his head? Dude turns into a CG chair and it's like, and she's like, I don't want you to be a chair anymore. And he's I like, well, to, I will, well, too bad. Well, you don't deserve yeah, he, me at my best. <laughs> Shinkai officially answers the question, would you still love me if I was a worm? Would you still love me if I was a child-sized chair? Shinkai officially answers the question. Also, it looks really good. I like the fact that the I you know what? I'll say this. I actually think it's kind of dope that it does look so fucking weird. Uh Shinkai has had a history, a tendency uh throughout his entire filmography, uh even bef- like ever since the beginning to make the same movie. Um and yeah, you know what? I'll say this. Suzume looks different. It, it looks this looks like a completely different kind of movie for Shinkai, to an extent. Uh, it's got the guy who turns into a chair. The door stuff seems to be like an apocalypse thing. Uh, the there's a lot. There's there's an evil cat. Um, like it looks kind of bonkers, honestly. And I'm really excited. Spencer, do you have any thoughts other than chair man? Uh, man turns into chair, and we're supposed to fall in love with the chair. And there's about doors and doors open to like another world. It's like the alternate universe. It's alternate universe shit. I'm guessing it's a multiverse multiverse movie too. It's a multiverse multiverse of of of, of madness. Even fucking, Um, will it be as good as a multiverse movie as everything, everywhere, all at once? No, it won't. Uh, Because no, no, (laughs) no. But but it'll probably be pretty good. Um, Actually, you know what? You know what? It's it's actually closer to everything, everywhere, all once than you would think. Because man turns into chair, they turn into rocks. Yeah, I, I forgot. Especially, I haven't seen that movie yet. I've not now. There are rocks. Uh, yeah, there are rocks, and there's and there's also a scene with a rat with ra- with a something called raccoonie. Um, raccoonie. Which, if you've not, <laughs> if you haven't seen, all I but. <laughs> Anyone listening, if you haven't seen everything everywhere all at once, please do please, that. Please, like, for the love of God. Uh, please, it's all will, so good. All I will say mm-hmm. to Spencer is that, uh, you know the f- term hot dog fingers? Yes. That's the movie. Um, I'm not yes, going into detail. I'm yeah, not did, giving you, context. Please don't. Please, uh, he must experience it for himself. Um, uh, so, I, I will. Yeah, Suzume is very good. Uh, yeah, Suzume looks very good though. Um and I'm very and I'm very very excited. It releases on November 11th in Japan and is officially licensed by Crunchyroll over here for distribution and they're probably going to release it very soon. More than likely they're probably going to release it like in limited release in December to qualify for Oscar consideration. Um uh where it won't be nominated because the Oscars hate Shinkai for some reason. Yep. Um uh so, but in any but in any case, uh, that will more than likely uh, be on it. That more than likely will be on its way. Also, if y'all haven't listened to it, Radwimps did release the sing- the lead single for the movie. It is on Spotify if you want to listen to it. Oh shit! Um, I, I didn't realize that. It, I have listened to it, and it is actually really fucking good. Honestly, it's Wait. actually it's fucking fantastic. 
So honestly, oh, yeah, are, really you good. Me, are you telling me that a Radwimp song is good? Yeah, I uh, fuck it. it oh, of course it is, but it's very good. It's very good. It's it has the it it's 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 more it has the same vocalists as who worked on Rhythm with you, so it's less your name and more that. Um, okay. but it's really good. Uh, it's very very good. Um, as uh, our our uh. Our next piece of news is kind of a big one, but I'll try to speed through it as best as we can because it's kind of complicated and legal easy because uh, it involves Katokawa's chair and vice chair in a store in a in, in in a in a returning segment I like to call only in Japan. Um, so the last time we had this segment was when you foldable committed tax fraud. Um, uh, so it's you can kind of tell exactly kind of where this is going. Um, so Katakawa announced on Wednesday, if you want to don't know who Katakawa is, by the way, Katakawa is the big media conglomerate that is in charge of stuff like Attack on Titan, uh, the, uh, Attack on Titan, Boogie Pop, fucking Classroom of the Elite, Bungo Stray Dogs. They are in charge of a bunch of shit, and they have, the ba- basically, they're one of the big, like, conglomerates, like Shueisha. Um... Katakawa announced on Wednesday that it has accepted the resignation offers of its board chair, Sugihiko Katakawa, and vice chair, Masaki Matsubara. The Tokyo District's public, uh, public prosecutor's office has indicted the chair on Tuesday for alleged bribery over sponsorship for the 2020 Summer Olympics. Uh, uh. um... <laughs> The company also Damn. announced that it established a corporate government inspection committee to investigate the matter and propose measures to prevent similar issues in the future. Sugiyu Katakawa was arrested on September 14th on suspicion of bribing a former member of the, 20, of the Tokyo 2020 Summer Olympics Organization Committee. Prosecutor said the company Katakawa had, continu- had continued to deny the allegations since his arrest. Uh, the company is suspected of paying around five hundred thousand U.S. dollars, or sixty or sixty-nine million yen, hot nice, to a nice. consultancy linked to uh, Hideyuki Takahashi, who was arrested in August in suspicion of accepting bribes from companies to secure the sponsorship for the games. The firm belonged to Kazumasu Fumaki, who once worked with Takahashi at Dentsu Inc. before Kakashi became a member of the Olympic Committee. Which, by the way, exp- this all of this explains why Katakawa and a lot of its anime stuff was everywhere around the Olympics, if you remember that shit. Yes, uh, during 2020. I, mm-hmm. I do remember that. Which makes which when you re- so turns out they were they bribed the Olympic Committee to get that shit there, uh, and if you and what makes this kind of big is the fact that Kawakawa is literally the fa- is fucking one of the founders of the company. Uh, he founded this fucking company. Without him, Kawakawa might actually fucking crumble. Uh, so. Uh, which, yeah, uh, uh, fucking, uh, yeah, Katakawa's father founded his, yeah, Katakawa's father founded Katakawa Soten as a publishing company in 1945, uh, uh, and, oh, and this is not the first time that the Katakawa family has been under scrutiny, his brother was arrested because he had cocaine, uh, so, (laughs) this is not the first time this has happened. Yeah, Uh, that's a fucking crime, baby! Cocaine! All I have to say is, why is it that... Why... Why? Why, Bri? Why? I have, uh... 
I have a couple suggestions, pitches for some new Olympic sports after hearing all this. One, uh, official bribery. Make that an Olympic sport. Okay, and two, yeah. cocaine snorting. Yes, yes, yes. Cocaine like, snorting. see, see, have a bunch of people. It's like a tra- it's like track and field. It's like long distance running. Just <laughs> just have a bunch of lines of cocaine on the track and just see who can get through the entire line the fastest. Yeah. yeah. That's actually genius. I would pay to see that. I'm not lying. I am not shitting you. I would pay to Shane, see Shane that. doesn't care about the Olympics, but he cares about fucking cocaine snorting. Bro, that would be insane. Imagine you saying Bolt just like... <laughs> Imagine you saying Bolt as fast as he is with his head plastered to the ground sprinting a mile a minute and snorting a line of cocaine ready false start dude you're disqualified you have to start snorting after the gun goes off here here small japanese man come over come over this is a cop he's after you you have the cocaine if you don't get past the finish line, which is the legal jurisdiction of this of the town of Tokyo, you're arrested and you don't get to medal. Fastest and you wins. Go, go to jail. Anyways, well, wasn't that a great segment? <laughs> wasn't that a great segment? So let's talk. Our final piece of news is just kind of a jokey, fun one uh, because this came out, and I thought that this is. This is so funny that he, that they he did this. So, uh, everyone here is a fan of Golden Comedy, right? Are you talking Golden about the penis Golden. length? Yes, we're talking about the penis length shit. Uh, uh, in a new what interview a with Shueisha Online, Golden Comedy manga creator Satro Noda has finally came to Raider Demand, but this was demanded by readers, by the way, by providing a ranking of the characters' penis sizes. He remarked Someone that I'm link this to me immediately. <laughs> no, okay, okay. Second. I got it. DM. Please DM. <laughs> he remarked that among the, the 2,200 questions he received for the fan book, the most popular request was for a penis size ranking. He perverts, he thought. Um, in any case, the readers of Hacks and Noda is, has delivered. And so, without further ado, the Golden Comedy characters with the largest penis sizes oh are as follows. Oh my god, oh my god, it's happening. Before, 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 before we get to do this, can uh, Shane and Spencer, who do you think have the, who do you think, which character do you think canonically has the biggest cock? I've already read the article, so I already it's, know. It's yeah. gotta be Ushiyama. I don't see it well, being anyone else. Because it is Ushiyama. Let's fucking go. Ushiyama, which by the way, in terms of the largest penis sizes, they are follows. Uh from these are the ones that are apparent these are the ones that are apparently above average and from biggest to smallest all above average. Ushiyama, Tanigaki, yeah. Botaro. Kiroranke. Yeah, the Chad. Kikuta. Uh, Ariko. Iyanaga. <laughs> Iyanaga. <laughs> Vasily. Okay. Nihei. Lightning Bandit. I, who the fuck that is? 
Tsukishima and Surumi. So Surumi is just past the point of above average dick size. In addition, Noda has stated that Tsukimoto, Ogata, Usami, uh, Usami, Hijikata, and Koito are all average size, while Shirashi is slightly smaller than average. That tracks. That's in character. <laughs> As a final nugget of information, Botaro's body is tall and slender, and that is reflected in his dick. Oh, so he's got pencil dick. Yeah, he does. Apparently. Of course, also according to Noda, he does not believe size matters. And instead, how you wield it is that matters. This goated. Is this, man, this man is fucking goaded. This man is based. <laughs> this man I literally mean, said, who cares as long as you know how to use it. <laughs> that's literally the whole point of Dick Sensei. That's the whole joke. Is that it's not about how big it is. Sometimes it grows and shrinks. A real man knows how to use it. Exactly. Noda also did answer other questions in an interview about what didn't make into a fan book, like his favorite Genjiro moments and a funny anecdote about Ogata from his Wusho Japanese war days. He also addresses his intentions with representing Anu Kochu in the series, stating he wanted the story to be an entertaining adventure tale first and foremost so that it could serve as a proper gateway to readers about the Ainu culture. He hoped to represent Ainu culture positively while depicting both Japanese and Ainu individuals fairly as humans with both good and bad traits. You can find the full interview on uh, 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 via Shueisha Online uh, on Shueisha Online via Golden Comedy Central. There's a lot of really funny stuff there, but honestly, the dick size stuff is the funniest part. I think that is absolutely, uh, the fact that he did this is goaded. I think it's amazing. I just want, yeah, the funniest part is he goes, perverts. Anyways, so here's the list. Anyway, so let's pull out the graphs. <laughs> The the graph, the fat Ianaga's on the list. I think is amazing. I can't fucking yeah. believe it. The fucking and fuck also it. that she's like halfway up the list of above average. Like bro, fucking fucking trans woman with a massive schlong. You love you to love see to it. see it. Literally based. It's this is the most based author that has ever lived. I'm not gonna life. lie. It is as of recording, it is Saturday night at 9.45 p.m. We are on the cusp of a brand new week. This made my entire week. I'm not joking you. Blessed. Holy Blessed. shit, dude. <laughs> fucking to me to fucking Sato Noda is officially in now the goaded list of mangaka. I mean, he already was, but he, this I mean, is just he was level. because of it. He joins like the ranks of like of like um uh fucking chainsaw man trying to trying Fujimoto trying to levitate. Like like you have a, a great story. Nobody's gonna argue with your talents as a writer. However, as a dude or dudette, Base. you just can you can only get better. Fucking Tomino, card-carrying member of the Japanese Communist Party, you know, <laughs> sure, makes Gundam. Gundam's pretty good. Me and Matt like Gundam, but he's also a communist? Based. Exceptionally based. And it's, oh my god, fucking, I love, I love Noda so much. I can't wait for what he does now. Like, please, what it's are you writing hockey. The hockey. Yeah, he's going hockey, back to please. hockey. He's going back to hockey. We're gonna have a fucking hockey manga Again, the creator of Golden Kamui, yes. So, now I just need now I just need him to release the actual like specific sizes because apparently like, he knows I, I don't I, I can't I can't the, the specific measurements of PP. 
Yeah. Um, Ushiyama's uh, gotta okay. have a horse cock, right? Yeah, this is a massive schlong. Um, I'm insane. trying to think. I, I apparently I can't confirm this because I can't find the actual info. Apparently, he also like had ranked the asses as well, but I don't know <laughs> if that if he did that. I need to double check that. Uh, if that was a fever dream, that, that's somehow completely. Someone told on me that he did, so I'm just trying to check. Uh, I'm going. I'm looking at the <laughs> fucking interview to see if he could. Who do you think fucking. then has like the best ass in Golden Conway? I don't know. Here are some questions. Uh, where and how did Shiraishi get the winter jacket he's wearing? He killed a man. No, a brothel girl who was found who was fond of him gave him her hanten she never wore in front of customers, saying that it must be cold to go home the way he was dressed. Shiraishi promised her that he'll come again soon and give it back, but he never did. Wow. You know, that I don't is the most Shiraishi thing I've ever heard in my life. Yep. Sometimes I look at Shiraishi and can't help thinking that he's pretty cool despite all odds. Is he a hunk or a clown at the end of the day? Gentlemen of the world are esteemed by women based on aura and hairstyle. Men who manage to stay good looking while sporting a buzz cut are the true hunks. Those are, those are the true based lads. This man is incredible. <laughs> Fucking based. incredible. Just all right. So Fuck. let's. Uh, <laughs> what a wonderful newscap. Let's move on to our featured anime of the podcast, which, as mentioned before, is the first one of Movie Month, which is our movie month with its change pick for Movie Month, which is Weathering with You, directed and written by Makoto Shinkai. Uh, Makoto Shinkai, uh, made by Comics Wade Films and Story Inc., along with, uh, along with help from production, along with help from production IG, A1 Pictures, and Troika. They also all work on this. Um, as like, uh, uh, and it is, uh, in it, uh, uh, it, it's 112 minutes long and originally released in Japan on July 19th, 2019, and it's currently licensed by G Kids. Um, so, and is, and is technically available for legal streaming in the U.S. It is on HBO Max in the U.S. Um, ah. uh, uh, how, and however, in Canada, it is actually still available for legal streaming. It is on a site called Hoopla. Um, oh fuck! Which, it's on Hoopla. God damn. <laughs> yeah, it's on. It's on Hoopla. Uh, which, if you don't know what Hoopla is, it's actually oh, shit. a really good uh, streaming service where if you have it, which is connected to libraries and shit. So if you have a library card to anywhere, it doesn't matter where, just it, you just sign up with your library card and you have free access to whatever the fuck is on their service. Hoopla um, strikes again, man. Uh, so it is on Hoopla in this. It is on Hoopla. Um, uh, apparently the reason why it's on Hoopla is because, uh, it was selected as the Japanese entry for Best International Feature Film at the Oscars, which makes it automatically worthy of being preserved, apparently. Um, huh. so, uh, so, so it is considered art house. That's why. Um, Excellent. um, uh, with me with you is a Makoto Shinkai film. So it is about, like, star it's about star-crossed lovers with some fantastical elements. Specifically, it is about Haruka, uh, Haruka Mori, uh, uh, Morishima, who is a runaway kid, uh, who is a runaway kid who wants to go, who goes to Tokyo, 
uh, and is desperately trying to find a job uh, and try to survive. Uh, and he ends up befriending a teenage uh, a teenage girl named Hina uh, Hina Amano, who has the mysterious ability to control the weather. Uh, she can pray. She prays to the sky and can bring the sunshine back from all the rainy days. And shockingly, and and which which is good for them because it happens to rain a lot in Tokyo, and people really want it to not rain. Uh, so they turn. So they kind of turn it into a small little business. But of course, it's Shinkai. Nothing can ever be simple, can it? Uh, and there's a bunch of other stuff going on. And I might I mean a lot of other stuff going on. I mean a lot because this movie has like 20 billion subplots. Um, but Red Moon with You is the late. Uh, but uh, the big thing about Red Moon with You is that it is the is Shinkai's follow up to his massively successful Your Name, which uh, you may, which is a little film you may or may not have heard of. It's very small. Tiny little, tiny little film. Very niche indie film. Not a lot of people have heard about it. Very niche little film that became the the highest grossing Japanese film of all time. It would Um, be... It would be really crazy, Matt, if, like, the first season of Pop Team Epic had, like, a Your Name reference in it. Mm -hmm. That would be crazy. That would really catapult this little indie movie to popularity. Yeah, which by which by the way, uh, which by the way, in Japan, it is the third highest grossing anime film of all time currently. Your name at twenty five billion yen, um, in terms of gross. Yeah, uh, that's the only like thing American dollars. Of the way. And in American dollars, it is uh, in American dollars that is equivalent. Uh, in in uh in American dollars that is equivalent to around i want to say let me see uh the the equivalent uh uh you know what i actually have to go to google for this man's bringing up a currency exchange a fucking 258 billion would be something like 2.58 uh the 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 Japan to USD, it is uh, 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 twenty five billion. Billion. That's that's a whole uh, nine, zero, nine, zeros. Zeros. nine zeros. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It is equivalent to a hundred and seventy two million dollars, which means this movie made more. In, which, by the way, for context. The highest grossing non-anime film in Japan that year, uh, uh, that year was Star Wars: The Force Awakens. That made eleven point sixty-three billion. This more than doubled Star Wars in Japan. Yep. Um, uh, uh, pre and uh, previously, by the way, the highest grossing. Uh, it it also beat. It was. It, it became the second highest grossing film of all time in Japan, behind Spirit of the Way. Previously, the second highest grossing of all time was titanic of all things which is kind of interesting um uh seems they love their star-crossed lovers i guess they love um, yes um uh but uh, off that tangent uh clear shinkai had a lot to follow up on and a lot to live up to with Rethering with you it's his fir- it is the film following directly that and has a lot of the same team it's got a lot of the same people working on it obviously comics wave films is again working on this like he had they have with all of his other films uh rad wimps is coming back to do the music for this uh same cinema same 
uh, storyboard artists. It's a lot of the same people working on this. Hell, in the film itself, both Taki and Mitsuha are in the movie as comedians. Yeah. Um, that was pretty cool it. to see them. It was pretty cool to see them. Yeah, so happy. very clear. it's very clearly there. Uh, it's very. This is very clearly uh, an attempt to try to replicate the success of your name. Shane has not seen this film. Uh, he has had it on Blu-ray for God knows how long and just let it sit on the shelf, I guess. Um, uh, but uh, he... No, but, Shane, now that you have finally sat down to watch, you watched it about a week ago, so you've had actually quite a while to process the film. Um, what did you think of Weathering With You? This movie is very confusing. Even now. A week after I've watched it, I still really don't know how exactly to feel about it. Like, obviously, it's the the follow up to your name. Uh, Shinkai had a lot to live up to, had really big shoes to fill, that being his own fucking shoes. Um, and it's it's kind of unfair to compare it to your name, but unfortunately, it is in a circumstance where it's going to be regardless. Um, is it as good as your name? Hell no. Absolutely not. On its own, it's a pretty damn good movie, but it's one that comes with a lot of issues. There's so much going on in this movie to its detriment. Like, it's trying to juggle so many things at once, and a lot of those things don't really follow through as well as I think Shinkai wanted them to. Like, a lot of the big subjects that he tackles include gun control and climate change and just the, the, the shitty reality of the real world and how it treats people in low-income situations. Um, a lot of those are very muddied and confusing. Um, the gun control subplot while it is important later on in the movie, overall gets maybe like 20 minutes max of screen time. It doesn't really get enough time to be properly fleshed out and to have an actual conversation about, oh, gun control in Japan is weird. Let's talk about that. The climate, the climate change thing is fucking wacky. Because of I'll the talk whole... about words about how climate change is handled <laughs> in this movie. It's so fucking wacky because it's like, yo, our planet is dying and we are the sole contributors to that. What can we do to change it? Pray it away. If you pray, the, the bad weather will change and we will all be good. But also, climate can change is climate change is perfectly okay as long as you get mad pussy out of it. <laughs> I'm not joking about that. That actually happens in oh, the movie. We'll discuss that in a bit. It's uh, just it's it's very clear to me that Shinkai was trying to do something different with this movie. Um, unfortunately, it still falls into a lot of the same tropes that his movies fall under, as well as the new stuff he clearly went out of his way to try to implement in this movie is very mixed. A lot of it falls flat in a lot of places. But overall, I still really enjoyed the movie because a lot of its character interactions, specifically between Hodaka and um, I'm having a brain fart here. Hina, Hodaka and yeah. Hina, that main relationship is so good. It's just he 
Shinkai knows what he's doing in terms of romantic relationships. Um, they're the driving force in the movie, and they're a lot of what works in this film. Uh, and also, the movie is fucking gorgeous. Somehow... No looks even better than your name like substantially better a noticeable improvement i think it's important i think it's important to note that this was the first movie shinkai made that was made for 4dx and ultra avx makes sense so (laughs) um uh so like imagine watching this in ultra avx like the just on a giant fucking screen sound blasting you from all directions hmm yeah. Uh Spen now uh I don't know if Spencer if we watched it. Me and Spencer saw this back theatrically like two, over two and a half years ago. Uh so it's yes. been a while. I don't know if Spencer I do not know if Spencer rewatched your Red Wing with you for this, so I did. You did? Okay. I did. What did you think of it? Now on rewatch, especially because Well I also rewatched your name, which is the worst decision to make. Yep. Because now I I feel like everything I say with weathering with you is an asterisk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, but your name. <laughs> yeah, because it's not as good as your name. And that's unfair. So blanket statement, I will not be giving this as high a score as I would have given your name. Okay? Off the bat, like, not recorded, your name's like an 11 out of 10, 12 out of 10. Like, it's a it's a masterpiece of a film. Um, me and Matt saw this in theaters, like you said. Uh, and it was confusing even back then. Um, I really like this movie. I want to get that out of the way right now. I really, really like Weathering With You. I think it's an incredible film. It's not as good as your name, but I think it does a lot of good shit, and it tells a very interesting story. The story is not always handled with tact, but it's handled, and it has just enough going for it that I can wholeheartedly recommend this film i definitely think i i watched it in dub because i we, we saw it in sub in the theaters i'd watch it in dub dub's incredible dub's good. dub's dub's real good real good so good um and it's a really good length too at about an hour 40 ish um it's almost like two hours dude is it really it's over 150 <laughs> Oh this shit! Is, this is Shinkai's longest film. Too. I think is it? I I'm, I'm gonna check right now, but I think this might be his longest. I think. Uh, okay. Because uh, no, his films don't tend to be that. They vary in length. Uh, they they can be as sh- like Garden of the Words is forty six minutes. Yeah, uh, so like he, Jesus, forty six. Yes, yeah. um, it's basically okay, just a glorified. Yeah, no, this OVA. is his second longest. His previous longest is "Children Who Chase Lost Voices," which, by record, is his weakest. So, um, so uh, keep so, it keep it nice and tight, Shinkai is what we're saying. Keep it yeah, nice keep and concise. It, yeah, I've, yeah, I have noticed that the, the shorter his films, the stronger they are. Because your name is like an hour forty-five. It's like it's like a ten minutes shorter than it's like a full ten minutes shorter than Red Room with you for the most part, almost. And it's like much tighter and much more. Keep it like, nice and concise, Shinkai. Uh, 
we'll get into it. Um, but yeah, no, I think the movie's very good, and I highly re recommend it. Just don't watch your name before it, because yeah. you're gonna ruin yourself. Because that movie's so good. It is. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, Weathering with you is interesting because. Okay, I rewatched it for the podcast because I was like, maybe my thoughts have changed on it because I remember really liking it, but I also remember being very much kind of in the mindset of just kind of like, I, 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 I don't know what Shinkai was doing. Um, and after what Shinkai was doing here, I don't know what he's trying to say. So I rewatched it. Like, maybe I'll have more. Uh, I, it's been three years since then. Maybe now I'll have a greater idea what he's trying to say. And I'm also, I'd like to think a smarter man. Um, so like maybe, maybe now I'll figure out what he's trying to say. So I want to ask on the podcast now, after seeing it for a second time last night, uh, Shinkai, what were you trying to say with this? Because um, I don't really know. Uh, don't really know. And what's weird to me, I've, I said this to a friend of mine, uh, that with your, your name felt like a culmination of everything that his career had been leading up to that point. Um, and it doesn't, and so like how is, you can't really, it's hard to follow up a culmination. So weathering with you instead of upping it, instead of like trying to like, uh, one up your name, it doesn't even downgrade. It's like goes sideways. It like goes into a completely opposite direction. He like goes sideways. Um, and it's really bizarre. Um, it feels like, it, to an extent, it feels like Shinkai. Because Shinkai, I think it's important to note, um, and this is something that he has stated multiple times, Shinkai was not, the, the one person who didn't like your name was Shinkai himself. Um, Shinkai was not huge about the final product of your name. He felt it was unfinished. He felt it was incomplete. Uh, he... He appreciated the the prey the 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 success the film had and he liked it. Um but he felt that like the years that he spent that he wasn't enough time to do what he wanted to do. Um and he felt like the movie should have had more time in the can. Weathering with you in a lot of ways almost feels like Shink especially since uh your Weathering with you has a bigger budget than your name did. Feels like Weathering with you uh, like feels like Wesley Re was trying Sinkai trying to be like this is the your name that he initially wanted to make, um, trying to like trying to basically literally remake your name again, uh, but like better better than it was. And I don't know if he should have really had done that. I feel like that's a weird step to take in his career. This part of in this time of his career, um, especially right after he finally gets this this massive hit, um gets this massive hit uh it's like so shane uh let's let's just go into some of the stuff that's in the in the film because there's a lot of stuff to talk about first of all i the, the first major thing i want to discuss here is the animation here because the animation is just like stellar mwah. fucking stellar incredible shinkai shinkai just every like shinkai knows how to I think it's because Shinkai knows how to frame a shot. Mm -hmm. So, like, mm -hmm. he knows how framing works and how cinematography yeah. 
works. That fucking I know I know we're all thinking it, but that fucking shot from like the stratosphere of the storm cloud and like all mm-hmm. the swirling clouds and the lightning in the center and it all branching out like god that's such a cool fucking shot and it really captures the scale of the storm that's like encapsulating the city like it literally yeah. covers the yeah. whole fucking continent it it and it also it really helps to cuz we are people sometimes have to like don't fully realize we are a speck we are a microscopic speck on this earth weather is terrifying like climate is terrifying storms when you see what they actually are they're not just a bunch of gray clouds it's this swirling vortex that our earth has created and like (laughs) <laughs> weather it's, is fucking horrific. Like it, weather like, is it, terrifying. Weather does not give a shit about what you think either. It just is. No, it's just a oh, literal force no. of nature. Yeah. Oh no, my, my 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 hot water girl is turning into water. Oopsie. Yeah, cause she she's playing God. She is not a god, and she is playing God. And the Earth has said nay. I like okay I did say a lot of the climate change shit is really muddied and confusing and it's like whack the one thing I think in that respect that actually lands is the fact that the weather to be satiated requires a human sacrifice because I'm pretty sure it's Shake Shinkai going like "Eh, eh, 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 we did this to ourselves get it get it because the humans are bad yeah okay but like the anim like uh, the, the animation is really great and i want to talk about also like the fact that like you know what's really honestly like the wide shots are always super impressed everyone talks about wide shots in the shinkai mm-hmm. film because those are always kind of like the ones where you go <laughs> um or the food or the food shots where which are just tailor-made for twitter gifts yeah um surprisingly um, not as much in this movie as uh is oh, it? no, but there's that one scene where Han, uh, like, uh, fucking Hina's making the food for... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okuda, which is just kind of like, mmm, yes. It's like the one prominent food Yum-y. scene in the whole movie, and yeah, the food looks fucking amazing. Give Yummy. I'm hungry. Um, Fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, then, but, then, but then, of course, like... I put it in podcasts, right? I put it in podcasts, but, like, shots like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone just, talks about shits like the wides and shit. But I want to talk about how good the character animation is in this. Because, um, like, it's really good. Um, and also just, like, the fucking little, like, dr- water... The water animation is nutty good in this, too. Um, and, like, just just in general, I love how this film looks. I like how it uses 3D shots. There's a lot of 3D cinematography in this, and it all looks really great. Mm-hmm. Uh so Shinkai is just a really good craftsman, and I think that reflects in the uh, and just in general. Like Shane mentioned, the cat, like it, and just it, since he's a good craftsman, he also knows how to write good characters. I think mm-hmm. uh, he, specifically uh, when it comes to the romantic relationships, I think he he knocks it out of the park every time. That was very yeah. blatantly obvious with Taki and Mitsuha and your name. And once again, it is true here with Hodaka and Hina because yeah. the, their yeah. chemistry is just... Mwah. 
I like how it's also a different kind of relationship than Taki and Misa too. It's not it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like a complete retread of them. Uh uh fucking even if the like kind of basics are still the same, but I do like how he, one Hina is a little bit more of a uh, is a little bit more uh outgoing than Mitsuha is. Um mm-hmm. but also like I like the fact I but I also kind of like the fact that they're both runaways. Um I think that's mm-hmm. an interesting angle to take here. Uh and it also it, it's an interesting angle to take, and it's also got a, it makes it a different kind of relationship dynamic to uh, Taki and Mitsuha. Uh, uh, and I think it also helps. And I, I, I this is like I, your name has like the fact that your name romantic relationship works as well as it does. I think it's a proof to how good that film is. But your name has the big barrier of the fact that the main characters like never actually meet. Um, yeah, until the very, very end. Very end. Um, the the uh, fucking two, they they're with together the whole time. So they act like the chemistry between them is very good. Yeah, and there's a it's, lot of really great it, cute moments there. It's also the circumstances that are different that really helps form the difference in this relationship. Because in your name with Taki and Mitsuha, it was literally factors outside of their control that forced them to interact with one another, and then from there feelings started to develop here they just kind of meet on a whim because hodaka is working as like a poor man's reporter journalist and he's he like he wants a burger he wants mm-hmm. a bo- he wants money to pay for a burger so he, he wants like burger he goes to investigate this like local uh legend of the sunshine girl who will make the rain go away and then he finds her and it's like oh you're just like a normal girl and then they start to talk and they realize that hey maybe we could like mutually benefit one another it starts as a business relationship and that's what's so fascinating to me. So this is a business relationship. A business relationship. Also, speaking of the burger, this is the first time that a Big Mac has looked edible. I um, I forgot to say this when I was watching it, but um, how much money do you think Shinkai paid McDonald's to get that? At least a dollar. <laughs> at least enough to pay for a Big Mac. <laughs> at least enough. Of the, I mean, I mean, it, it makes a Big Mac look edible. So, yes. you know, that can confirm as someone who has eaten a Big Mac, they are they are not edible. <laughs> and then we'll con- and also will continue to eat Big Mac. They will turn to goo in your hands, but I'll still eat the whole thing. <laughs> does it taste good? No. Oh, OK. It doesn't. It actually tastes good in the moment, but like it does not afterwards. Afterwards, uh, you regret it hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, but no, I like the lead relationship a lot, but I actually think. My takeaway is that I actually think whether one of the big successes of Weather Means and why I like it as much as I do in spite of its issues is the fact that I actually think it has one of the stronger supporting casts of Shinkai's films. As yeah. someone who has seen all of his films, the one of the things he has con- consistently struggled with is supporting casts. I felt like he is consistent, which honestly isn't always an issue because a lot of the times, like films like Garden of Words and uh five centimeters per second are so focused on the lead characters that it like like there are literally the only characters it doesn't matter as much but then you get films like children who chase lost voices and that film has a real real struggle of trying to have interesting side characters and your name and your names and and let's be honest here your name side characters aren't exactly the best part of that movie (laughs) uh 
Like, so, like, you can't... Re- like, that movie's 100% Taki and Mitsuha's movie. Like, like yeah, 100%. I, I was gonna say, you put a gun to my head, I could not name a single supporting cast member in your name. I don't remember yeah. any of them. This movie, of them. I remember Keisuke. I remember um, Natsumi. I remember Nagi. Like, I... They're more memorable characters overall, and they actually yeah. have and I, more to do in the story that makes them stand out. Yeah, yeah, because like, and they all have the actually cool little stories going on at the same time. Case uh, is a is the guy who runs the publishing company, like the fake publishing company that he's working. Like fucking, they like fucking kind of like a kind of like a fucking like urban legends type shit. Uh, and he's a he's a middle-aged man who just really wants to see his daughter. Uh, I I fucking love the the daughter subplot. It's so wholesome. Hello. Yes. I think he died. I think uh, Matt died. Oh. I think Matt fucking died. Spencer, you know what it's That's time for good. then? Oh no! Did his internet fucking annihilate itself? Did your That's internet annihilate you? <laughs> also. For you, Matt, I found the uh, the question. What is that? What, what is the question? Uh, Was it please tell us your top three characters who have the juiciest asses. What the fuck? Notice says Tanigaki, Tsukushima, Ariko, Shiraishi, Usami. This There's is, just too many. This is very interesting. Hold up. I'm out of here. Was- so... The, the that was the weirdest Discord drop we've ever had because I could still <laughs> hear you guys the entire time. <laughs> what the like fuck? you guys were coming through clear as day, but for whatever reason, I was just not coming across. You, I all, I heard on your end was, all I heard on your end was, uh, and then you fucking died. Literally, I heard everything you guys said, including you... Spencer talking about Noda's ass. Okay, okay, so I don't that need was to repeat weird. That. Anyway, back to the discussion. <laughs> Back to the discussion. <laughs> Back okay. to the discussion. Okay, so, yes, yeah, so I was mentioning like, super, rad, like yeah, rad uh, side characters. Rad like side everybody character. is cool with each other. Yeah, case yeah, to case, like. Go ahead. No, what I was saying before I apparently died, went into the void. Um, was I love the daughter subplot? It's just super wholesome. Yeah, it's super wholesome. Natsumi is very funny, and it, she uh, just wants Natsumi. a real job, dude. Yeah, she. She just wants a real job, but honestly, I don't know if anyone agrees with me, but the real MVP of this movie is Nagi. Nagi uh, is the boy. Nagi. Nagi is the MVP of this movie because he has more game than literally every person I know in real life. Like Man's a this fifth man, grader and he's got more pussy like, than most grown men. Is, he's like eight. He's like eight years old, eight or nine years old. And has an and has like gets so much pussy, literally like, drowning. Like what the fuck? And <laughs> call and fucking Hodaka calls him senpai. Yeah, which I think like, damn. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna <laughs> swallow my pride. You got more game than me, kid. I need I need inspiration. I need wisdom. Well, it's like, yo, you want to date my sister? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Sounds let's real, go, dude. Let's fucking go, dude. Bro, dab me, right, dab me up, dab me up. Yo, 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 yo. Oh, oh, the best, oh, the world, oh. The world's best wingman in the world. Literally. Uh, the, the I still think part... one of my favorite scenes is when he gets sent. He's at, like, the child, like, services. That's literally what I was going to say. When he has the girls come into the child protective building and they fucking swap clothes. 
they swap clothes. They have like a it's a fucking heist. It's like a heist movie too, where it's like it's... I can't believe you got my I can't believe you got your ex for this. And I'm like, he has an ex. Like fucking, he's eight, bro. He he's has dated, He's probably dated more women than I have, and I'm 27. He's dated more women than everybody on planet Earth combined. I fucking fucking. This is why he's also like the be- one of the best characters in this fucking movie. I great, love this kid. Great, great kid actor. Great, yeah, great, great kid. Great kid. Uh, vo- uh, fucking. Uh, in the Japanese, is voiced by Sakura Kiryu. Uh, which is yes, yes, is that that is the uh, that is her name is Sakura Kiryu. Has zero zero relation to uh, Cosmic Kiryu, the Dragon of Dojima. Um, from the Oculus series. In English, is voiced by Emeka Guindo. Speaking of which, the dub is very good. Dub is very good. excellent, solid. Um, uh, with and uh, dub, it's all. I'm always a little hesitant when it comes to dubs with like big name actors because you got Lee Pace, Allison Brie, Riz Ahmed in this. Like there's a bunch Who of really. Who does Riz actually... play? He plays the one of the cops. He plays Ow. one of the cops. He plays the Kai. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Specifically, I believe he. I believe he plays the hair man. The big is it the one man. with the fucking Josuke hair? I think so. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yes, that's a Riz Ahmed character if I've ever seen one. Yeah, that's a Riz Ahmed. Which, by the way, Shane is now a fan of Riz Ahmed because of Sound of Metal. So. I literally just watched Sound of Metal right before I watched this, so Riz Ahmed's uh, fresh in my head. Yeah, ri- uh, fucking Riz Ahmed should have won the Oscar, by the way, for God, uh, Sound of Metal. He was ooh. robbed. He was robbed. I mean, Anthony Hopkins won, and he was deserved. So you know, can't, can't fair, but oh man. But also, but uh, but uh, honestly, I think the actual MVP of the dub is probably Allison Brie. He, she voices Natsumi in this. Natsumi, yeah, so good. She's so good. Fucking honestly, she's so good that I would think I'll be like, I want to see her in more anime because it feels like she's a perfect fit. Uh, she kills it. She's excellent in this. Um. Mm-hmm. um uh, Ashley Bocher plays Hina as well, and she's really good. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, the only negative to the dub might unfortunately be our lead. Uh, is Brandon Eggman as Hodaka? I think he's he's fine. Um, uh, he's a little nasally <laughs> for my yeah, taste. He's pretty nasally. He's a bit nasally for my taste. I'm I mean, not he's what? He's like it. 14 years old. He's, like, what do you expect? He's 16. Oh, it's like 15, 16. I forgot about that actually. Because yeah. that's a f- fucking major plot point in the it's movie. It's a major plot point that he's like 15. Uh, 15 yeah, 16. because he has a gun. <laughs> and yeah, also has- child kidnapping. Okay, let's, let's, since we talked about it, let's talk about the gun bit. Okay, uh... uh what? <laughs> Do you know how difficult what? it is to get a gun in Japan? Do you know how <laughs> Japan has an issue with guns? And Do you're you want to know this- how Japan has an issue with guns? Well, here's why. Well, the what issue is that they don't old... have an issue with guns because it's hard to get them. <laughs> like, that. what if this 15 year old child found a gun from the gods and decided that you know what, this hot chick is getting har- harassed by some Neanderthal, some Neanderthal? What if I fired this gun in the air? Well, do I have the movie for you? Because after you fire the gun in the air and you run away with said hot girl and go on, you know, gallivanting around with with merry hijinks. All of a sudden, uh-oh. You want to buy the police. You were caught on a security camera. Why? Well, because you have a gun, and you fired that gun in public. Now, so, all of a sudden, you have the entire Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department on your ass. 
Yep, you have Josuke you know Hair and the other guy. Yeah, Josuke, I'll, I'll have to. I know the implication, by the way, is that like the, the is that the the gun that that it feels like if it seems like that they were likely tracking the gun from someone else because they mentioned a dude uh, that was like, oh, they probably picked up so and so's gun. So it's clear that they were probably tracking a dude who had a gun, and then this kid picks it up. It's like, oh shit, he's in the middle of our investigation now. Fuck. Um, Let's arrest that the child. Be, that seems to be the implication here. Uh, honestly, my issue is not the how the gun stuff is portrayed. It, that stuff's fine because that's exactly how it is in Japan. The problem is that it thematically relates to nothing in the movie. Yeah, what, what is purpose the purpose? Does it serve <laughs> other than to uh, amp the tension and have to like a it, other than to have like a action heavy like climax? Pretty much, it's literally yeah. the gun's entire purpose in the movie is that so he can pull it out in the fucking climax and it have have like a standoff with the cops. <laughs> It, it, yeah, also, yeah, th- p- p- you didn't break any laws, but I'm pretty sure pointing a gun at a police officer is not the way to go with things. That's yeah, 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 technically, the thing he's considers he's a minor in Japan and the gun technically isn't his. He actually didn't commit any crimes, technically. So, like, he's just in the middle of an investigation. He's just not making it hard. He's just making it harder on himself because he's, he's a stupid kid. <laughs> he, he ran away from his parents in Tokyo to go do nothing. He really want burger. He meet hot girl. He meet other hot girl. He get job doing occult research. He have gun. He not have gun. Hot girl become water girl. That's pretty crazy. Water girl and hot guy go through door. Hot guy not hot guy. Hot guy gun guy. Movie ends. Spencer Rad had Wimps plays. <laughs> Rad Wimps plays. Yeah. Rad Wimps plays dramatically. I posted yes. something in the Discord chat. I was like, as I was watching your name, and I was little, and, and I was like, this is literally every fucking Shinkai movie. Hi, I'm Awkward Boy. I'm Cute Girl. Weird magic shit. Food. What is life? What is meaning? Rad Wimps plays. That's yeah, Rad Wimps plays. <laughs> Rad Wimps blazes in the background. That, that that's every Shinkai movie, um, and that is here in full force. I don't get what the mean. I don't get why he put the gun stuff in here. It feels like filler. I, it feels like it feels like he's trying to pad out the runtime, and he desperately needs a climax. Which he already has one. He has a really solid setup for a climax already. So he, I don't feel like it, I don't know why it was there. Speaking of speaking speaking of which, it's all like once the climax does happen. Every subplot just kind of stops. Yep. None of them get resolved. The stuff with the the the, the guy with like uh, the stuff with uh K uh, trying to get uh child like uh, like custody back of his kid never resolved. Uh, or at least we don't know the resolution of that. Not to me getting a job never resolved. Um, uh, fucking. The the gun stuff is also never resolved. We never actually find out who the gun belonged to in the first place. We never found out what happened with the gu- like gun and with the cops and shit. Other than oh, he got probation for three years. Yeah. Um, uh, Which to me seems like, like a slap on the wrist for having a loaded firearm. He's pointing it at. He's a minor. He, he's a, he's, he's a, technically a minor. They can't in Japan. They can't do anything. That's um, not even the big part. He. He he gets sentenced to three years probation and sent back home. 
For three years, there's a torrential downpour that submerges most of Tokyo. Okay, I think it's time we get into the climate change shit. Okay, um, my favorite thing about climate is when it realizes dramatic irony. (laughs) Okay, so, I want to clarify something about Shinkai for a second. Shinkai has openly stated... Uh, Shinkai has openly stated two things that one, uh, that though that one, while he was influenced, that he was influenced by climate change for the film, he did not intend to make a political statement with whether with you, uh, he did not um, intend to make, yeah, uh, he, yeah, this is, this is what he said. He did not intend t- to make a political statement with weathering with you in terms of its climate change message. He has also stated that uh, he is, he has also stated that, uh, one of that he, but he has also stated that if weathering with you does help with climate change or whatever, like he does inspire people to like, try to like fix climate change or whatever, that he will consider it a win. So it's very clear that at the very least, he does consider climate change to be a legitimate issue, um, uh, worth talking about. However, I do think it's a little weird that Shinkai would be, you know, uh, like pro dealing with climate change. Uh, and your movie has the interesting argument that like oh well the media says that like a hundred years like 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 the, it's the biggest rainfall in a hundred years but those records go back like only like a hundred years so like 800 years ago tokyo was underwater blah 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 and i'm like um what the f- what i like i like is shinkai trying to argue that like it's okay that this happens because it's just nature. Bruh, I'm pretty sure Tokyo didn't exist 800 years ago. Oh, got him. I mean, it didn't because it was literally a lake. I mean, except Tokyo 100% existed 800 years ago. Oh, yeah, because it, it, was, it was called Tokyo Bay. It was a bay. It was a lake. It was called it was called Kyoto. Oh, was called shit. Kyoto, which was a different which was in a different location. Fucking yeah, hit the gritty it on him, shit guy. It technically, were me and you can't see this, but Sh- but uh, Shinkai is actually slipping me like envelopes of money to t- uh, right now. Uh, no, no, leave, leave. Wait, wait, no, 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 leave the early copy of Susan May here. Leave it. Just leave. remember though that I am always behind you with a gun. Yeah, that's why we're we're gonna watch it after, right? Yes. Thank yes. you. Yes. All right. Yes. Um. One of the. But yeah. I like the the whole thing with the cli- climate change. The way he handles climate change is just whack. Like it's it just whack. like it, it's it's wacky. confused. It has Fucking no idea stupid. what it wants to say. Uh. Honestly, it just kind of feels like that. He's just like he made. It feels like he made a movie about the climate and then realized last minute. Oh shit! This I I might. It it, it just seems like climate change. Yeah. Because. I mean, I'm sorry, Mr. Shinkai, if that even is your real name. You can't <laughs> on record say that you were inspired by climate change for your fucking movie, but didn't want to make a political statement about it when your entire movie is literally about the fucking weather. <laughs> that, that just doesn't track. You that, Did you know, how fun fact, fun fact, in an interview, Shinkai said... Quote, I thought 
should I make my next film so that I don't anger more people, or should I make a movie that angers <laughs> them further? And I chose the latter. End quote. Man's just really wanted to piss off conservatives. You know what? Respect. Which, that is, okay, kind of respect. And also, I will say, I know there's a lot of discourse about the ending itself, about the fact that he sentenced a city to doom for pussy, pretty much. Um, at the same time, Ballsy ending. I actually kind of dig it to an extent. I, I kind of kind of dig I, it. I, I it is an incredibly ballsy ending, and yeah, mad respect. You get it, boy. Um, but at the same time, it's just the bookend on this movie's weird fucking interpretation of how our planet is literally dooming itself into oblivion. Yeah, it, like it's like yeah. Boy, it's um. I'm just going to keep rambling. So, yeah, you say something more coherent, buddy. You go for it. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, y you get it, dude. You fucking get it. If you can get it, you get it. Uh, <laughs> the ending is very, very interesting. Um, it had even two years ago, it left me and Matt, actually, at the time, pretty perplexed mm -hmm. um because what even was it sorry yeah. that that uh the earth is doomed um uh but you know that hot chick well she's still around and interested yeah come uh, on yeah, i'm just come, come i just uh, on, on rewatch i actually don't hate i i'm not as like perplexed by the ending as much for one the ending i didn't notice this until at, on rewatch uh the ending clara does kind of clarify that this is only happening to tokyo uh which is also not how rain works but okay Shinkai. nope -uh, um, -uh. um uh but there's other like, supernatural shit in this movie so who cares um yeah this is a hundred percent supernatural film uh who cares so it'll and also like and you know and also on rewatch fuck it i think i like the ballsiness i like i like the fact i like the fact that when you look at your name your name is a movie that on surface on like on like in subtext is about how young love saves the world literally because they fucking stop a meteor they, um, yeah yeah which um, surprisingly only affects this one specific part of japan japan uh they stop what? a meteor Weathering but, with you is about how young love uh, is inherently selfish, which is kind of an interesting companion piece to your name if you really get down to it. Um, uh, uh, and it's also, I think, the first time that you see like a movie, a Shinkai movie. Basically, it's a, it's selfish, yeah, but it's also like the first time you see like, no, like I want to be with this person, uh, and actually is proactive about it. Shinkai's say protagonists do have a tendency to not really be proactive about telling their feelings to people until the last minute. Um, meanwhile, weathering with you, this uh, Lenotica is like fuck. Hodaka's like fuck that, <laughs> fuck that. Uh, like fucking, I love, I like this girl, and I'm gonna fucking tell her. I, damn it, I, I, I love. It's so stupid, but I can't help but smile at it. How they're up in the air flying around and Hodaka's like take my hand Hina I'm taking you back and she's like no the weather will go back to what it was and he's like I don't care as long as I'm with you it doesn't matter and it's like 
damn, damn, dude, (laughs) you literally just doomed an entire (laughs) metropolitan city to cataclysm. (laughs) But but fucking that pussy must be mad good, though, right? It better be mad good if you're dooming an entire fucking city. It's yeah. so what, it's so wild to me. I can't. So the get final over it. question is: Would you doom? So Shane, would you as well doom an entire city to put uh, to drown because of pussy? Would you do it as well? See, if here's that the pussy thing. Was mad. Here's the thing. I'm making fun of the movie for doing this because of its confusing fucking outlook on climate change. Uh, but as a man in a committed relationship, I can without hesitation say yes. I would do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> save I would as well. I would, Spencer, uh, would you yes, do the same? I just wouldn't visit that town. The doy. <laughs> I just like, leave. I just <laughs> leave. I would doom this one specific part of the country and then fuck off. I'd say, well, listen, like, listen. listen. The country, then it doesn't. Af- it does not affect anything else, from what I understand. It's literally exactly. just Tokyo. I, I would go. Listen, listen. I. I'm gonna get some, but that means that the water's gonna drop from the earth. Okay? Get the fuck out of here. Lock Listen. it down. <laughs> Listen, Tokyo. I just realized as well that like Hina lied about her age yep. initially. And she mm-hmm. was like Which means that Hodaka was actively going after someone he thought was eighteen. Yeah. He was going after yeah. a supposedly older woman. Yeah. Man, but man, 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 she's actually like I think like she's actually the same age, so it's okay. No, she's fifteen. Uh, she's like she's 15? slightly younger than him. She was about. But she, 16. he is also he is also fifteen. No, he's sixteen. She was going to turn sixteen because it was her birthday, yeah. which is also oh, so they were both a major plot at the point. end. Then, yeah, yeah, they're both so sixteen. Like, no, wait, wait no, they would have been eighteen because it's three years later. It would have been 18. 19, Spencer. Na- 16 yeah, plus 3 is 19. None of us apparently can count. <laughs> she would have been 18 unless it was after said It was birthday. after her birthday. Then fine, she'd be 19 as well, okay? Do you want to know what I didn't do during this film that I did in your name? Cry like a baby. Yeah, I didn't cry. It- it was a single tier. A single tier. That's what it was. No, there was no single tier. No, literally I mean, nothing. Not not a. The no. movie. The movie has some like kind of sad dramatic beats, but nothing as sad as I can't remember your name. Who are you? Not what is not as not as sad as I'm going to. I'm going to write my name on your hand so you don't forget me. And then I didn't, and instead I wrote I love you, and it's love just you. soul shattering. It's yeah. all like, I'm gonna start fucking crying again, just thinking that yeah, scene, fuck. oh my god. Yeah, the, this yeah. movie has nothing like that. Nothing like yeah. that. And also, uh, the last thing I want to talk about is that Brad Winter score is really good. Uh, yeah. As per expected. Uh, uh, that but final track when they're both falling is a banger. That That's a fucking banger, I will agree. But on the soundtrack as a whole, I gotta say, unfortunately for me, it has that asterisk on it again. Because of your name. Is it as good it's, as your name soundtrack? No. No. It definitely seems like they're trying to replicate the success of your name's music with this. That's the most obvious, like, yes, this is your name too. Like, I think very I literally I literally think the biggest issue with this movie, other than all the shit we just talked about, which is whack and weird, is the fact that it's just trying to replicate your name with a different coat of paint. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's clear he was trying to do something different, but the shackles of your name are so tight around his ankles 
it's just it's it's inevitable that shit was just gonna kind of line up the same way in the end. Do you think it's gonna affect Suzune? Do you think it's gonna affect him for the rest of his career? Maybe. I f- I hope no. not. I really hope I, not. I genuinely don't think so. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I'm, I will go on record and say no. This will not affect him. This will not mm-hmm. constantly drag him down. He just needs the one. Like and Suzume looks like it's going to be not your name, which is what we need, and that's what mm-hmm. he needs as well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, so in that case, I think it's time to wrap up. Shane, what do you give Redwing with you? Uh, even even now, I'm like I'm so confused as to what score to give it. In it, for context, when I finished it over a week ago, I didn't write a number down because I was so perplexed by what I had just watched. I literally had no idea what to score it. But since then, since I've had time to cook and let it settle. And now after this discussion with you guys, I feel like there's one number that I'm really hovering around. So I'm going to give Weathering With You a very solid 7 out of 10. Wow, that's low. I, I feel like, I feel like honestly, on rewatch, it will probably be higher. But as it stands now, there's too much whack shit dragging this movie down for me to give it anything more. Like I genuinely enjoyed my time watching this movie what it gets right it gets so right the main character dynamics the soundtrack the the visuals but then it's just got all this whack shit and it's so confused on what story it wants to tell and what messages it wants to convey it's just it it's too distracting i'm sorry so i'm gonna settle on a seven for now that could obviously change in time but for now mark it a <laughs> market. All right, Spencer. Um, I know that we talked a lot of shit on this movie. Um, uh, but on rewatch, I'll say actually I enjoyed it a lot more than on the initial watch. So I'm gonna give it a very respectable, very solid nine out of ten. Um, I think this is a must-watch for all fans of animation and anime movies what it gets what it gets right it gets so right that it's 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 beautiful what it gets wrong it's it's less of a a down point and more of just a uh an annoyance is what i'd call it it's not a negative it's an annoyance It, it could have been something it could have been an 11 out of 10 but it settles with a very respectable very solid 9 out of 10 for me I uh, I am going to go the same. I'm going to give it a kind of low, but like still kind of a, on the low end, nine out of ten. Uh, uh, which, by the way, uh, your name provided by Redwing with you used to be a mid to high nine out of ten. So I think maybe on another rewatch it goes down again. Uh, which a movie that goes down every time I watch it is not a good thing. Um. Uh, but in any, but I still think what this movie does right, it does very right. I think there's a lot of, I think visually the the film is too gorgeous. It's too well made to pat to not acknowledge. And I think that what it, I think that it ends very, I think it ends very strong. I think the, I think that's what pushes it over the edge for me is the fact that the last ten to fifteen minutes are 
that are good are that good and it just has a strong finale and a strong climax which is why i can get past some of the whack shit in like the first little in like the it best be that middle section of the story um and as the middle section of the story and i'm very curious to see what uh shinkai has up next in store for suzune uh you know, and with that, we move on to our next pick for month of movies. Are you know, and it is, you know, and and for this month is going to be my turn up next. So, what did I pick specifically for month of movies? Well, <laughs> uh, glad you asked. So, a couple of years ago, how many years at this point? Uh, probably, I think it was like 2019. Uh, about three years ago, uh, we covered this show on the podcast and it's and it's a show that is very near and dear to a lot of the like to uh to us in the gap it's a fa- it's a favorite of a lot of us and mm-hmm. we love this show to, we love this show to death but we haven't been able to talk about all of it because its sequel is a, one a movie and movies we've noticed are harder to cover and also uh it was not legally available anywhere uh for a very it, for a very long time and to an extent, still isn't. It still is not legally available. However, however, with the advent of something called uh, buying the Blu-ray, uh, we have circumvented we've circumvented that issue. I did and buy also, the Blu-ray for this, so you're welcome, Matt. No, well, you, you I, 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 I did not tell you to buy it. So like, you bought it out of your own volition. So. I'm just saying. I'm just yes. saying you bought it out of your own volition. So it's I had I had nothing to do with this. Um uh but uh we're finally gonna be talking about it. I bite bite the and even then biting the bullet, fuck it, might as well, because I wanna talk about it. Because I recently rewatched it a couple of months ago and I'm like, God damn, I need to talk about this. We're do we're going back to the world of Madoka Magica and we're gonna be covering Rebellion, the movie sequel to the hit series Burella Magi Madoka Magica. Uh uh not including uh, no specific it, and uh for those wondering it is ten, it, uh, for those wondering it is sold in a box set from Right Stuff that includes the two recap movies because the Rebellion is technically the third film in a trilogy. It's weird. Um but we're just covering Rebellion because there's no point to covering the recap movies because it's literally just the show. Just uh, recap. They, it's just it's literally just the show uh so no point in doing that so we'll be covering rebellion next time uh in all of its weird glory uh i'm your host matt aka legion rex you can find me on youtube at legion rex as well as on twitter at legion rex you can also find me on twitch where i stream once in a blue moon with me i have my co-host shane aka the beater one you can find him Ooh. on twitter at beauty gaming network as well as on youtube at beauty gaming network where he posts podcasts let's plays uh gameplay videos and his streams he's actually uploading there now his streams are going up on on twitch day of of the stream usually not always but day of or day after his streams will be uploaded to uh youtube for the most part you can also find speaking of streams you can also find him on twitch and he streams every monday wednesday and friday from 7 to 10 he is currently playing through hollow knight uh full playthrough 100 percent secret ending true ending shit everything yep uh so you can go watch him there as he loses his mind at hollow knight um uh and you can go and watch that with me. Also, I'm my co-host Spencer. You can find him at Beery Burton with two, two E's. e's. Two 
please. Uh, and he likes he, a lot he was of cosplay. In the distance pictures. for that one. Yeah, he was in. Yeah, he was in the Disney. He likes I a lot of cosplay yeah, pictures. Felt like I gave it a reverb on that. Yeah, uh, and he and he likes and he likes a lot of cosplay pictures. And he also uh, is no longer the fan club of anything because his sports team lose. His sports teams lose all the time. I don't want to fucking talk about it. Okay, I don't. Okay. Oh, damn. The Blue he, was, Jays, he was aggressive about that. No, the Blue Jays bullpen once again lets me down. Congratulations to the Seattle Mariners. I hope that you guys win the pennant. However, Jesus Christ, the Blue Jays bullpen fucking sucks. We were winning 8-1. We lost 10-9. to Right. All right. Fucking all right. Bullshit. And with that, we'll, and with that, I think we're done here. And we'll see you all next time for Madoka Magica Rebellion, uh, which I'm very excited to finally cover. Can't wait uh, to trip on acid. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to The Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Don't get that going.